0: At Sif Pop, we're your movie friends. But are friends really friends if you don't know them? So grab a popcorn and head over to our row so we can share movies. Like friends do.
1: There's always room for more movie friends.
0: So sit back,
1: relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the writer's room. Welcome to Sip Pop Writer's Room. I'm your host, Eric, but not that, Aaron, of course. And today, I'm joined by Sip Pop Writer's Matt. Hello, hello. Who I'm sure to call Mike a couple of times this episode, I'm sure. <laughs> as well as Sip Pop Writer, Chantal. Hello. Got uh, both of them joining here today. Uh, you two are primarily BEC writers, right? Like, not not a lot of reviews.
2: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. It's, Um. I, I was just thinking about that. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But yeah, pretty consistent every week on the BEC um so it's always lots of fun to read articles by them make sure uh, so we write for sifpop.com we do best ever challenges uh, movie reviews lots of other interesting movie related articles so make sure to check out sifpop.com to keep up with that but on the podcast today we're going to talk about a couple of things um seemingly like a billion movies coming out and all of them kind of important and uh we'll talk about five different coming attractions there's bullet train luck uh praying bodies 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 and they slash them um That's we'll talk about all five of those, and then uh, we'll talk about some nostalgic picks. We got Osmosis Jones and the Rugrats movie. Uh, Those were selected for this week, and um, no B plot because there are five coming attractions. Uh, So I figured, you know, normally I like to do a fantasy cast for these, but like, you know, it's with with five things to talk about, and you know, I it would be really hard to fantasy cast Rugrats. yeah. So, yeah. It, it would probably would have been a little bit But either way, like it's 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 it, it is what it is. Uh so no B plot this week. Um but if you want to hear us talk about something in the future, you can send in a question uh to writersurface You yeah, know, that's something you can do. Uh and but after we're done talking about the nostalgia films, so we'll just go straight to the spinoff, we'll quick recommend or one from each one of us. But first let's get a chance to know our writers this week. Uh, they've both been on the show before. Uh, I think Chantal's been on, what, like, three or four times, and Matt's yeah. been on once?
0: I was supposed to be on twice, but I was sick last time.
1: Oh. <laughs> That's right. I remember now. Uh, yeah, so so have been on a couple of times. So we've done the, like, intro questions and all that, and here, here's what I want to know. I want to know, what movie are you most interested in for the rest of the year? Like, and I f- specifically phrase it this way because... Like, excited for and interest level are totally different because, like, I'm obviously most excited for. Yeah, all right, so I'm most excited for probably Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, but I'm most interested in a different movie. Um, although I think Black Panther, Wakanda Forever is also a really good choice here because how are they going to handle the Chadwick Boseman stuff? And now that we finally see the teaser trailer, like, what does all that mean? And you know, what. Are they going to do something with Shuri's character since Letitia Wright's been a little bit of a pain recently? Apparently, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it, I think that's a really interesting one to develop. But I, I have I yeah. have one more that I'm more interested. In, uh, but I want to hear from you guys first. Uh, what are you, What is the movie that you are most interested in for the rest of
2: 2022? Um, uh, Matt, would you like to go first? Or <laughs> uh, sure,
1: I can go. Okay. Uh, for me, I
0: am really. Interested and excited for the uh, new Knives Out.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Glass Onion. Because I just, I really want to see how in the world they're going to follow up. How do you follow up Knives Out? What direction are they going to take? Yeah. Benoit Blanc. And like, how do you do a mystery after what you just did?
1: Sure. First time? That's a really good pick, too. That's probably one of the most anticipated movie of the year. Um. Like of the of the coming year, the, or the rest of the year, yeah, that's yeah, a really good pick. Yeah. So just it's not much just like the only the only returning cast is Benoit Blanc, right? Yeah, uh, I, think, I believe so. I think that's it. Yeah, like there's no like the Lakeith Stanfield detective or Alan uh, nope. Armis. Um, I mean, I know there's been like talks of or at least desire of some of those characters to return in future yeah. installments, but this is this is just Benoit Blanc, right?
2: Right. I think it's like an all new class, uh, all new cast, and then Daniel Craig.
1: Has it's a great cast too. Yeah, lots of lots of people in there. Okay, um, Chantal, do you want to go next?
2: Uh sure. So, um, like you said, um, the difference, like with uh, being uh, most excited and most interested, um, I'm most excited for Wakanda Forever, but the movie that I'm most interested. Interested in for the rest of the year would have to be the Woman King, uh, starring Viola Davis. I've Ooh. never heard of um, this all-female military regime um, in the states of, of Africa, this. so I'm kind of like very interested to see how they have their story told
0: it's because I've the-
2: never heard of this before.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I haven't even heard of the film yet.
2: <laughs> <Wow. laughs> yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, a It has uh, but yeah it's um yeah it's like literally a month away um and it's got john boyega um lashana lynch um and here um hero fans typhon it's so i'm kind of excited i'm like excited but i'm also interested after seeing the trailer it looks really really good but i just want to see like how it's gonna like all play out
1: yeah, I'm totally into this movie. Yeah, I've <laughs> never heard <laughs> of it before. Yes, but yeah, I'm looking at the IMDb now, and yeah, this looks this looks legit. <laughs> yes,
2: check out the trailer. It looks really like
1: amazing. Okay, cool. very cool. To me, there's one movie that I'm most interested in to see how it plays out, and, and it's because lots of different reasons. I'll say the movie I'm most interested in is Blonde, the new Marilyn oh. Monroe, not oh, biopic, yeah. but. Like it's based off of a book that's like not a biopic. Yeah. Um, they just released like a full trailer. Netflix did. Uh, Cause it's coming straight to Netflix and it's, it's famously being known for um, being Netflix's first and streaming services first and the first of the decades NC 17 rating. Right. But like, and so there's lots of talk about that. Like, why does it have to be like, they're exploiting this girl's sexuality. And, but it's like, from my understanding, and I've not read the book or, or anything. My understanding is it's NC-17 because there's a very violent sexual assault scene, which yeah. is not sexually idolizing a person. No. So it, so I'm so interested because it seems like there's a lot of people that are like, just let her live in peace. you know? We, mm-hmm. But it's like, I, I'm relatively unfamiliar with Marilyn Monroe and her life. And I know that this isn't going to be a biopic, but like I, I don't feel like her or her story has been played to death now if i would have been maybe 10 years <laughs> older like maybe yeah. um but but like i don't think that there's been anything recently right not that i've seen, seen. um i mean i feel like i feel like, I feel like so. there's more been things like in la confidential or in pulp fiction where you have like people that are supposed to be marilyn monroe <laughs> or like marilyn monroe lookalikes or things like that cuz that's what i mean that's what la confidential has those like look like prostitutes and uh and Pulp Fiction has the diner where there's like oh that's uh you know Buddy Holly right. and Marilyn Monroe and all that so like I don't know I feel like that's more my experience and I'm, I'm really excited to see de Armas because there's lots of people that are like oh we're accents atrocious and there's lots of people that are like Oscar winner right here let's go so right I'm just fascinated to see how this all plays out and just oh so the director um he did something before this that I oh what did he do Um, what's his name? Um, Andrew Dominic He did um, killing them softly, and that's a movie I haven't seen, but I know like lots of people really liked. Um, like it, it, I think. I think if I'm right, it got middling reviews right when it came out, but it's a film that people have slowly grown to love. Um, And he did the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. So, okay. So it's like on my mostly
2: Brad Pitt movies.
1: <laughs> he hasn't done a lot. I mean, he's only this <laughs> is this is his like ninth director credit. He did a couple episodes of Mindhunter, which is a great show. Okay. Um, he he's done a couple documentaries recently, so I guess that's that's also interesting. I'm just to me, this is a movie that like I am so interested in the con in the conversation around because there's how do you deal with the the sexual nature of of the movie um and, and at least what people's expectations of it are and from mm-hmm. what, what i would i expect to be radically different and, and and then there's inevitably going to be more pushback because Ana de Armas is cuban and right you know, which marilyn Monroe Rose I, I i saw a lot of people on twitter saying that like her mom is mexican or at least was born in mexico or something like that so i don't I don't yeah, know. Yeah, something. I don't care that much, but this also like looks like like it's it's gonna be pretty much all black and white. Um, I'm I'm just I'm so interested in in, in this movie. So I don't. Anna yeah, De
0: Armas' transformation is supposed to be lights out from all the previous stuff I've seen.
1: Yeah, I didn't think her accent was bad. I think she. I mean, she didn't. Co- she didn't completely cover it up, but like she sounds different than she does definitely in Knives Out, but, you know, even sounds different than in, uh like, No Time to Die. Like, it's it's definitely a little, like, more Americanized, and you know. Yeah. I hmm. uh, just, it's, it's not the film I'm most excited for. I probably wouldn't put it in the top five of my most anticipated, but it's the film I'm most interested in this year.
2: Right.
1: So, that's my answer. <laughs>
2: that's a good answer,
1: though. Yeah. Well, it's like, I,
2: <laughs> just seeing I like all this stuff on my timeline about this movie I uh-huh. I think it makes you makes you it makes you want to watch it because of the controversy but I'm I'm kind of like that big person where it's like you don't need to have that sort of scene in the movie to make a movie sure. so but but I mean I I still I don't know it wouldn't be like you said it wouldn't be in my top 5 either but I mean if if one day, if I do get bored, I would check it out.
1: Well, and so the other thing I've th- I've seen too is people on Twitter that have read the book and talking right. about said scene, and and then when people bashing it, saying we really don't need this, and they're like, you're very unfamiliar with the source, obviously. Then and and kind of defending it, saying this is the pivotal right. moment of the movie, and this is the pivotal point of of what what story this is trying to say, and it's. I don't know if this is trying to be like a alternate biopic, like here's the version Marilyn wouldn't tell you or, right, or, or if this is supposed to be more like an alternate history, kind of like uh, let's, let's take this, let's tell this story in this frame. I don't know what the intention is for the book or the film, mm-hmm. but either way, I think it's just, it, it's, it's fascinating. It's, uh, it's something that I'm just going to keep my eye on and continue. And I mean, I, th- I picked this question because I was just thinking like, Hmm. Why is Blonde the most interesting movie of the rest of the year? Like, it 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 should be Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, It should be Glass Onion. It should be like a million different titles. And I'm like, "Mm, the one that I don't know that I'm sold on is the one I'm most interested in. (laughs) Like, I'm there opening night for Black Panther and for Glass Onion, but like, I'm I'm also going to be there for this one, (laughs) (laughs) right? But not because I want to be because. Or not because you know, I feel like true. I want... like, right. Not because I'm most excited. Not because it's like, let's go opening night. Because I'm like, alright, let's see this before I make my own judgments. You know? Right. Anyway. Uh, okay, well, I have one more question. Uh, maybe a little bit more... Uh, definitely a little bit more lighthearted. <laughs> than that. Uh, completely random, not movie related. Just something to get you guys in... Or to get people to get an understanding of you outside of your movie lives. But um, I want to know, what board game are you unbeatable at?
2: Oh, wow.
1: Unbeatable. Um, wow, unbeatable. Or at least, like, what is, like, the board game that you are the best at?
0: So if I answer that, I'm going to jinx it. Right. I'll <laughs> lose the next time I play.
2: Oh, wow. Um, This is a toughie. Yeah. What game would I be good at that I'm good at? A board game. Oh.
0: I think unbeatable for me, unfortunately, is actually a monopoly, but it's not because I'm good at it. It's because I'm a jerk, and I just refuse to ever make deals. <laughs> <laughs> so people just quit after several hours and realize it's going to go nowhere. And so that way I am
1: unbeatable. There's probably also an element of you're willing to finish the game, and everybody else is like, "Come on, I just want to go home." If I forfeit, do you win? Yeah, right, I have a life. <laughs> yeah, patience is how you win Monopoly, <laughs> because eventually. <laughs> um, I was thinking long and hard about this while you guys were. I didn't have an answer the whole time you guys were thinking about this. Uh, I think <laughs> I finally do because, like, there's games I should be really good at. There's this game called Super Fight that um it's essentially like you come up with a a weird character and weird attributes like based off of this these cards that you get and then you um you you fight like verbally with somebody else and like i'm really good at that game because i'm really good at just being outlandish and ridiculous and yelling a lot and if you yell over the other person that's a really easy way to win so uh so but like i lose a lot of that game like nobody wins a lot of that game. So I think the answer, it has to be a team-based game. So I'm going to go with a game I've played a lot recently called Werewords. Um, it's a combination card game and app. It's it's really fun to play. It's kind of like a, a different version of like Mafia or something like that. Okay. okay. Um, it, It's kind of like if you mixed Mafia and 20 questions. Um, but But like the way that I try to explain the game to people when I'm like, mapping everything out and you explain a bunch of rules and everybody's like hold on I'm so lost with like, hold on hold on here's the thing you need to know the way you play this game the, the way you win this game is not that you get the objective the way you win this game is how you play the game and so because it's kind of like one of those it's 20 questions and if you get to the end cool but like if you're outed kind of like in mafia like if somebody could be like you're the mafia like you lose so it's not about killing the person it's about getting away with killing the person or you know, or or, or being okay. the villagers and catching the mafia. You know, ideally as early as possible. So, like, it's kind of like that. Um, so, I'm I don't know, I'm just I'm pretty good at team team based games, and I'm I'm pretty good at being the mafia in the it's a werewolf. In that, but I'm pretty good at that too. So, um, yeah, that's that's my answer. Okay. Let's- what are you unbeatable at, Chantal?
2: Um, (laughs) if, um, it wouldn't, I wouldn't even say it's a board game. Um, I think I would say it would be at at a card game. Okay. I'm pretty good at Uno.
1: There you go. I'm good at Uno. What is your preferred version of Uno? Uno, Uno Flip, or? Uno Roboto. Uh,
2: there's like so many Unos because it's like <laughs> It's crazy how there's like so many like versions of Uno but um it would probably be like Uno or like Uno Flip. I just learned how to play Uno Flip and uh-huh. I'm pretty good at it. So I was a little surprised that I got pretty good at it. Um but I'm also kinda like a stickler when it comes to the rules though. I'll be like, please don't cheat. And I'm like <laughs> I'm like do not like cheat me out of a game like out of a hand
1: because it's like I don't know if you're cheating or not. Or or do you play or do you play your <laughs> do you play house rules or do you play like the the actual Uno rules because like the the rule that nobody ever plays even though it's technically in the rule book is let's say i lay a yellow seven it doesn't right. matter where you're at if you have a yellow seven you can lay as well right like, like do you play so, like the the deck rules or do you just kind of play your own rules I kind of play
2: my own rules, Um <laughs> that's, <laughs> how that's, why, so that's how that's how I'm good <laughs> because I play uh-huh. by my own rules. So and everybody likes to play by like the actual rules, and I'd be like, no, like we no, we're gonna play it this way. <laughs> that's like, well, and that's how I, the actual
1: rules you can't stack a draw four, right? And and a lot of people want to do that. It's like, yeah, but you you can't exactly. So, so. I, I like the rules that come with the game typically <laughs> like. It, it, I really like the Menuno because I I like the right you can't you can't stack a draw four it's what because it, it, it's a card that really sucks you can stack draw two draw oh, yeah. all you want but you know and I like the you lay down a card I get an opportunity to get down one right you know. nice all right there you go Uno's Uno is Chantal's game and Monopoly is Mike's game and mine is Where all right there's the Mike Matt's is Monopoly. <laughs>
2: And I didn't even catch that.
1: Look, I told you it would happen. (laughs) I keep a mic counter counter for the day. (laughs) Mic counter. Tally one. All right. Uh, (laughs) Well, it's time to talk about some coming attractions. Um, We have five movies to talk about this week. I have no idea any order to talk about these. Um, Let's probably talk about the biggest releases to the smallest. I think there's a pretty clear one, two, three, and then four and five could be sloped. I think it's probably fair to say that bullet train is the biggest release this week. Is that fair? Yeah. yeah, Definitely. All fair. Right. So, I mean, it's one of the only like theatrical exclusives this week. So, um, yes. okay. The- theater exclusive, uh, bullet train, five assassins aboard a fast moving bullet train, find out their missions have something in common. This is uh based off of a novel by a Japanese, uh, novelist and a screenplay by a guy. I haven't heard of Zach. O- uh directed by David Leach. That's kind of the big thing, you know, um, he did uh Hobson Shaw, and uh, the, he was a co-director on the first John Wick movie. Um, and, he, and he did the, t- the the following two John Wick movies, right? Um, it was, was it like Chad Stahelski that, that dropped out? And another co-director of the first, yeah. Because and he, this guy directed Deadpool two as well. I uh, it was Deadpool
0: two as well.
1: yeah. No, this guy, no uh, Stahelski did uh, John Wick two and three. This guy just he co-directed John Wick. You Atom- did Atomic Blonde, Deadpool 2, um, Hobbs and Shaw, and now he's got Bullet Train. So, uh, the, the, I, t- I mentioned the plot. This stars Brad Pitt, um, is, is the main character, but we also got Sandra Bullock, Zazie Beetz, uh, Joey King, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, uh, Michael Shannon, Logan Lerman, Brian Tyree Henry, uh, Hiroyuki San- uh, Sonata. Um, he's one of those guys that I really like. Um, gotta, could not recognize his name um so yeah so that's kind of our cast um we mentioned the the, the synopsis so that just means we got to give our anticipation levels so uh matt let's start with you uh how we're taking free will out of the equation and we're taking streaming uh, or, sorry we're not taking free will. lot we're oh, taking <laughs> we're taking we're taking budget out of the equation we're taking schedule out of the equation and we're taking availability so some of these are streaming exclusives so we're just going to say for all these movies, you know, it, it doesn't matter your budget. It doesn't matter your schedule, your actual schedule. And let's just imagine they're all theater exclusives. Um, how soon do you think you would catch Bullet Train? Would you go in theaters? Would you wait till you could rent it at home? Will you wait till it's on a streaming service you already pay for? Or are you not interested in it?
0: I am holding somewhere in between renting and streaming. Okay. On one of the platforms I already have at home. Uh I just, David Leach is a big draw for me.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, just because I love everything he's done so far, like everything that we listed off. Uh, feels like we might see Brad Pitt just doing uh, more Brad Pitt things, World War Z action from him. Uh, and yeah, all in a train, just fighting in a confined space. <laughs> okay. And that's. Basically all I've gotten out of the the trailer so far in the story, okay, there will be a little bit of intrigue, but it seems like a story we might have seen a little bit before. So that takes me out of the theater range.
1: kind of, but like I, I feel like there's gonna be like this is gonna be one of those movies that I, I just feel like pretty much all of the like setup that we've been given in the trailer like is the first like third of them like you know when you watch a movie like jurassic world fallen kingdom is a perfect example of this like remember when you saw the trailer and it was like oh they're just going to the islands to rescue the dinosaurs and all that's done in like 25 minutes like i feel like and then it becomes a totally different movie i feel like that's going to be this like like we we've kind of seen the the setup and then the setup's going to run in a fun way Uh, that's true so I'm going to be firmly in theaters. I think this looks exciting. I want to see this on a big screen. Uh, I think that the camera work uh, that David Leach provides is is worthy of a big screen experience. And um, I think this will be a good time. My wife said I can go by myself. So I'll I'll probably try to find <laughs> some, <laughs> some time to do that uh, sometime here soon. But I still have to go catch a note, uh, which I think I'm going to do tomorrow. Uh, I just Same. haven't had the time to do it. So Please go see it. I know. I'm, I want to. I just haven't had the time. I've been working a lot and some other stuff, uh, you know, going on. So, uh, all right, Chantal. Uh, theaters, rent at home, streaming service. You're already put for or not interested.
2: For a Bullet Train, I definitely want to go see it in the theaters. I remember seeing when I first saw the trailer. Um, I was like already hooked, and I knew um, that I really wanted to see it because. Whenever I see Aaron Taylor Johnson in a movie, it just makes me happy because it's nice to see him show up in a movie once in a while. Mm-hmm. So so that's one of the reasons, but I am a fan of um half of the cast anyway. So it's like kinda cool to like see like half of these people together in this film. And I am kinda excited to see where it goes because like you said, Aaron as well, I don't think it's gonna just be on the train. I just think that's like that's like the setup. So Um,
1: I think it'll it'll be entirely on the train. I just think it will kind of like evolve. Like I I think it will wind up being a really almost like knives out how like most of that movie takes place on the house, but it it, it really becomes this complex thing. Like, so I, so for the record, I think it takes place entirely on the train or at least once they get on the train, there's no stepping off. I just, yeah. This is I feel like this is going yeah. to be more complex than five assassins are after the same objective and right. are, are willing to screw over each other to, to but have, I, am. I I I think it'll be something bigger. I'll, maybe maybe yeah. Escape Room is a good example too. Like if, if you guys saw yeah. Escape Room, how how it turns out and you're like, oh, this is just like a bunch of people doing solving puzzles to avoid dying, this is another yeah. you know, saw movie, and then it winds up being this big big corporate but you know Greedy people thing, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I didn't see that coming. Like, that's that's kind of what I'm more so saying. Yeah. Yeah. The the synopsis also
0: states or talks about how he's supposed to be like the unluckiest Mm -hmm. man ever. Everybody just dies around him.
1: Yeah, Uh, and I think I think when people have that that stuff, like like that's a fun character trait to have. Like,
0: yeah, uh, that could make it.
1: when people are just like I'm, entirely unlucky, and anytime I need luck to happen, like it doesn't happen, or or like Domino's character in Deadpool Two is literally, or um, Zazzy Beats is literally just lucky in Deadpool Two. Uh, like I think I think those are always fun traits, um, fun character traits. Uh, I looked up the, the writer. It's uh, this this guy. He 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 was a, a producer on Lights Out, and he uh, is writing a movie called The Last Voyage of the the Demeter. Uh, and then his only other screenplay credit was he did Fear Street Part Two. Did you guys see those that like yeah. Netflix Part One, Two, and Three last last year? Yeah, I didn't see any of them
2: either. I they were all really, really, really good. I thought I felt that the second one, which was I think 1978, was like the best one out of the three.
1: This the the middle one.
2: Yeah, with uh, Sadie Sink.
1: Okay, that one was really good. And it, so it looks like this: the last voyage of the Demeter is essentially a new Dracula movie. Um, oh wow! Based off the novel Dracula.
2: That'll be interesting.
1: Um, based off of based on a single chapter of the captain the captain's log from Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, count me in for that movie as well. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um... <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, uh, do, I mean, do you guys have any other, other thoughts? I, I feel like I might have cut you off a little earlier, Chantal, just to kind of specify.
2: Oh, no, no worries. I was just saying that I am a little excited to see it. And also, I mean, after going to the theaters for like the last two months, it's kind of like being, it's being like beaten in your head to like, go see this movie in the theaters. Like, So it's like, okay, I'm like, I will go see this movie. But I mean, before then, I knew I was going to go see it. But now, like after going to the theaters and seeing it, like, every time I would see the trailers, it's like, okay, I will be front and center at the theaters to go see this movie.
1: Well, and, and again, it's one of those things, like, with David Leach behind the camera, like, Hobbs and Shaw is, is a, a, to me, my favorite Fast and Furious movie and was better in a the theater because of that. Deadpool 2, yeah. to me, was, was better in a the theater. I wish I would have saw Atomic Blonde in a the theater in hindsight. I didn't see it until, like, a year ago, two years ago, something like that. Obviously, John Wick is is ten times better in a theater.
2: Most definitely, Uh, definitely.
1: Like I, like I, I just feel like he's he's earned my movie ticket, even if I'm entirely uninterested in in the story. He's earned my ticket from a visual aspect, you know. Anyway, agreed. Uh, Okay, Um, probably the second biggest movie of the of the week is the Predator prequel, Prey. Okay, so um, so this is a Hulu exclusive, which is interesting. Um, so only on Hulu, won't have a theater release. Uh, this is it's an origin story of the Predator in the world of the Comanche Nation three hundred years ago. Naru, is skilled uh, a skilled female warrior fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved Predators to land Earth. Um, yeah, this was announced. Um, like a year ago or something. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who did um, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, I don't recognize any of the cast here. Um, so a like, lot of them have not done much. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like typically do my research coding, but like that's, I don't like look at look to see like oh, like this person. If you just click on their name, oh, obviously they were in this. I don't um the lead was in hell or high water apparently apparently and i really like that a bank teller at one of the yeah okay um <laughs> at one of the banks they go to yeah. so uh yeah this is a, a, a it's kind of it's, it's a predator prequel it's the fifth in the predator franchise thing saga whatever um and yeah um yeah that's 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 where we'll stop uh again this will be hulu but let's just imagine this is a theater only uh chantal why don't you go first this time how excited are you that are you to see this would you go to theaters wait to rent it at home wait till it's on streaming service you already pay for or are you not interested in prey
2: i would actually go to the theaters to go see this movie because Mm -hmm. i've always been a fan of the uh, predator franchise so I would definitely go and see this at the theater. At first, when I saw the trailer, I, like, didn't have a clue of what I was watching. I was mm-hmm. just like, I was just like, oh, I'm like, what is this about? And then, when the trailer kept going, and I realized that it was Predator, I was just like, okay, I'm game. Like, I, I'm excited. Like, I would go to the theaters to actually go see it.
1: Yeah. Matt, what about you?
0: I am. theater's opening night. Yeah. Like, yeah. I am so excited. I like I love all the Predator movies. Um, uh, and actually, on Hulu right now are I forget which ones. I know I the first Predator is
1: on there. I gotta believe that all of them are because yeah, right. Since Hulu is owned by Disney and Predator was Fox franchise, I gotta say so, they're all on there.
0: So yeah, I already I watched Predator like two days ago actually, <laughs> and I am so excited the uh, the trailer. Like it doesn't show much, but what it does show is so intriguing and so wicked, and it gets you so pumped that moment you see those three dots show up mm-hmm. on the guy's forehead, and you know yes. it's game on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does look like Predator, Predator 2, and Predators are all on Hulu, and it looks like The Predator, the Shane Black disappointment, um, is on FX Now, which typically you can find that stuff on Hulu. Um, yeah it looks like it's also currently on sale on voodoo um five dollars for the 4k which i saw the theater i'm not gonna fall for that um because i saw that movie <laughs> in theaters and that was a giant steaming pile of garbage so um I'm yeah, not i, am and I
2: actually liked it
1: i hated it and from a shane black fanboy i thought that was movie was just atrocious um <laughs> But I'm really excited about this one too. I w- I would for sure go see this in a theater if it was going to be. It's kind of mind boggling that it's not. Like Yeah. Like I-, I wonder why it's only Hulu. I wonder if, like maybe it's Disney's strategy of we do have to have some big movies go straight to Hulu for right. people to do it. But like and-, and maybe like it feels like we haven't had a day in day for a while. Like the the day one on HBO Max and, and- or Disney Plus. Or yeah. like, it feels like we haven't had that in a while. So I don't know if theaters are like, just refusing to show ones that are also available elsewhere, like, unless it's, like, the massive, you know, like, they would have done it with Lightyear or whatever, but... Um, well, I
2: know they usually do, like, after, like, the 45 days of, like, at the theater, if they I have that kind of now. thing,
1: so... Um, I, I think it's only 30 now. I think it used to be 45 days. I think it's only 30. They can start selling it maybe 45 days. I think it's 30... Thirty, they could start selling it on like iTunes and Vudu, and um and forty five, it could start. But that's weird because like, no, I think no, I think that's what it used to be. I think it's now it could just go thirty days after it just goes straight to like iTunes and like because Secrets of Dumbledore did that, right? Because it was like you could go to HBO and watch it or to iTunes and buy it thirty days after.
2: Right. Like,
1: anyway, uh, so I don't. I wonder if maybe that's why it's holding it back but like this feels like I'm like it should be told on the big screen I mean it's a predator movie and I feel um, like it does I I really like the franchise I mean I uh, like I said I really hate the shade black one but the first one's a classic and maybe it's because I only saw it like a couple years ago but I bought the the predator three pack on 4k um right around the time the predator came out um and then I watched them all before going to see um the predator but like Maybe it's because I got around to it really late, but I really liked Predator Two. I thought it played with some really interesting things yeah, and and like really expanded the world. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Uh, and Predators, I'm not as high on as everybody else is. Like I like that one has a really solid fan base, and I'm like, I don't really like it that much. I like that one too. <laughs> it, it's good. I, I like watching it, <laughs> but like it, it's. I well, maybe I was expecting more because lots of people were like, oh, this one's really good. And I was like, it, "It's fine. It's 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 not lit very well, and it's not as dope as the first movie." But anyway, like all that's to say, this movie looks rad. Um, Dan Trachtenberg directing makes me more excited. I, yeah. I, I think like this looks like it's going to lean into more of a horror element, kind of like Predator feels like it was always intended to be, right. uh, and then got away from there. Um, but yeah, that moment where the, where the three dots go on that guy's forehead, and or like where Predator pulls up a shield, or um, oh, this trailer looks awesome, and yeah, yeah, and it looks like um, I really like our protagonist as well. Like I think this is going to be like this is going to be one of those like female icon movies, yeah. you know, kind of kind of like yeah. uh, kind of like I feel like um, like Terminator has been going for. Like with the with the last couple or whatever, you know, with doing the, uh, like like specifically like Terminator Dark Fate, like I feel like this is really what what that should have been. Um, yes. Yeah. Anyway, Terminator Dark Fate, also a movie I recently bought, which I hated in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> The Steelbook, the Steelbook was on sale at The Steelbook actually, was on sale. That one was
2: actually good. I enjoyed that one, well, too. I know people
1: like it. Maybe I just need to see it again. And the Steelbook was on sale for, like, $10. And it's literally never been never been before below, like, 30 And it's gorgeous. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Why not? Um, but they're oh, not going to get me to buy the Predator. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, like... Yeah, it's a new predator. I just the the Hulu thing boggles you know, boggles my mind, but that's it. Yeah. Know. Other yeah, things safe. you guys want to add? I mean, I th- I think it's uh, interesting that they're going with a prequel, and like that really excites me because like they're going to limit the technology we can fight with, but it doesn't look like they're limiting the predator. No. Like, like this. It
0: looks like the armor, a of it is probably going to be different.
1: Different, but not de-evolved. Like it looks, still like it's going to be strong. Yeah, um, but like, like this, this, this still looks like, like he still has the cloaking ability. He still has his, his cannon. Um, yeah, but it, it looks like more of an aesthetic rather than a practical de-evolution. It's still um, terrifying. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So that, like, that's the thing. Like, I'm really excited about. Like a lot of times when you go back, they're like, well, because they don't have automatic rifles and bazookas. Yeah. You know, we have you know, 300 years ago or whatever um, this movie takes place like like they're not they're not bringing the predator down they're just there's they're saying you have you have to fight differently with the weapons that we have and I I think that's I'm really excited to see like the combat in this movie um, like that's, yeah, but- that's something that's really intriguing to me and it's also like it's not gonna be connected anything so there's gonna be no like Big lore building thing. I mean, unless there's like a like like an end of the movie or a post credit scene that that does something. I mean, this this is not in any connection to the the recent the Predator movie, which was obviously trying to sequel bait. Um, I love the title of this movie, Um, like calling it prey. I think that's awesome. Um, Like because I think the intention of the first Predator movie was to say that there's this this creature called the Predator. But really, like we're going to show at the end that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the actual predator, um, you yeah, know. So I think they tried to play with that a lot. But like, no, no, we are always the prey of, of this creature. Yeah, like always, it doesn't so matter like, what. So I love the title. Um, the The only way I could love this the the this context more is is if it really uh, if they use this as a. Um, the the sequel that the Shane Black movie promised, which is we're gonna go take the fight to them, because um, then you would turn the Predator into pre- I think that would have been a cool context for it. But I I love the title. I love I love that it's a prequel. Um, I love that it looks like it's gonna be a relatively contained story. Like this isn't gonna be like globe trotting or anything. It's like it, it looks like it's just one person and a small bunch of people. You know, kind of like the first Predator movie was. But like we don't get movies like this a lot. Like contained stories. So, I'm excited. Um, I think I'm out of things to say now. <laughs> um, so, unless unless you guys have anything else, we can move on to another one. Nope, okay. I'm All right, two theaters for being Chantal so far. One theater and one middling. uh well let's let's check out a new streaming original movie uh luck this is an apple tv plus original film uh, or an apple original film coming exclusively to apple tv plus i mean probably going to do that thing like netflix does where it's in your local indie um because i think apple does that to be able to qualify for awards or something i don't know um so, so, look, uh, the curtain is pulled back on the millennia-old battle between organizations of good luck and bad luck that secretly affects everyday lives. Uh, this is um, a, a Skydance animation, uh, by the way, making this. Uh, some voices you might recognize are Simon Pegg, Jane Fonda, Whoopi Goldberg, Lil Rel Harry, uh John Ratzenberger, P- Pixar legend John Ratzenberger. Um, yeah, uh, Fl- Flula Borg, he's like a YouTube person. And he he played uh, Javelin in uh, uh, the Suicide Squad. He yeah. was okay. um, okay.
0: Pitch Perfect two or three. Oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. He was. Okay. Um. So oh yeah, and also John Ratzenberger, Cheers Legend as well, not just Pixar Legend. Um, I wanted to make sure I said that as well. Uh, Luck, the new Apple TV film. Um, what do you think about this again? If this was theater, all all that, uh. Schedule budgets, throw that out the window. Um, I'm going to start this time since you guys have started. I would also go to see this in the theaters. This looks delightful and charming. I think the animation looks great. It looks like it's, I mean, this is, it feels like every animation level has stepped up their game to, uh, except for Illumination, to where I can believe, um, you know, DreamWorks and I can believe, um, you know, just regular Disney and I believe this Skydance uh, and, and even 20th century and Sony like are making Pixar level stuff. Everybody's making Pixar level stuff except for Pixar in Illumination um, because Pixar's, I don't know, maybe it's just the reputation, but like Lightyear was disappointing and I didn't like Turning Red as much as most people and all that. Um, but anyway, this this looks Pixar quality definitely in terms of animation. It looks gorgeous. I'm thrilled to see this. Um, it's very likely that I'll try to catch this in the next coming days since I have the screeners and try to watch this with my wife and maybe do like an early review. Um, we'll see if I have the time. So um, uh, that's my thoughts on it. I hope I'm not in an island. Uh, Matt, what are you thinking?
0: Uh, I'm theater as well. Nice. It the just looks adorable and get serious uh, like Monsters ink vibes from it. Just mm-hmm. where you have that cute team up between a, the girl and the dragon. Mm-hmm. And just... The world's colliding, and what is this even going to mean when she gets stuck there? Sure. Um, and Sion Peg, I love just about everything he's in,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm sure he's going to provide plenty of humor and relief uh, throughout. Uh, man. Other than that, but you pretty much covered everything I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no I, I i like how you brought up the monsters versus aliens comparison i mean this looks like a oh, really I'm monsters Inc. i'm oh, sorry monsters Inc. my bad i said <laughs> the, the the other uh, no it, it really <laughs> looks like um like world expanding like uh like where they were specifically like she dives into the hole i it, it i'm trying to think of uh of a, of a different comparison because like but like monsters Inc. really is is a good one uh so uh, yeah especially because it's almost like you know, since we, you know, remember from kids being like, "Oh, the monsters under the bed" or whatever, like this, this is like the, yeah, you know, a, a lucky penny kind of thing. So, uh, Chantal, your thoughts?
2: Um, this movie does look cute and it does look fun, but I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be in a rush to go see it at the theater. I would just actually would like to chill at home and like pull it up on my TV and just watch it from there. Okay. Uh, uh, it does look kind of fun, like um. And it does look sweet and charming, and like instantly I like I knew who the cat was as soon as I heard his voice. Mm-hmm. I knew it was Simon Pegg, I'm a huge Simon Pegg fan, so um just like Matt was saying, I would like just love to see what he does with this uh with this character, but yeah, I would just I would just watch it from like the comfort of like my couch or my bed. I wouldn't be like in a rush to go see it at the movies Sure.
1: Yeah, you know, in, in actuality, I'm I'm it the same way, but again, like for the for the sake, I try to just be like, you know what, why not? So, yeah. uh, I, I think this is worthy of. Again, I think it's going to look visually visually great. I mean, I I legitimately think this will be a contender for uh, best animated film at the Academy Awards this year. I mean, like we haven't really had like my I mean, if Turning Red qualifies, um, if Light Lightyear will. Would qualify according to the Academy stat- standards, but I don't think it's going to get a vote. I don't think it's going to yeah. get a nomination. Um, yeah, like, like I don't know, I don't know what all the competition is. Like, this should be, at least from the look, uh, an Academy Award nominated an- for animated film. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm sure I'm missing one or two. Uh, I, I really doubt they're nominating Minions too. Oh, um, definitely or not. Or DC League mm-hmm. of Super Pets. Uh, may- mm-hmm. Maybe the Sea Beast. That one could. Um, I think people like that one, that Netflix one. So. Anyway, I'm not here to predict the Academy. I'm just saying mm-hmm. like it's this. This looks that tier, you know. This looks like a like a contender. Um, so. I think this looks adorable. I'm I'm excited to see it. Um, okay. So these these last two, I think, are kind of interchangeable. I, like. I said, I feel like those are very clear one, two, three in terms of popularity. Um, I, I, we're gonna go with Bodies, Bodies, Bodies first, only because this is an A24 film and it is a theater exclusive. Um, the other film that we'll talk about is also from a pretty big studio, not as big as A24, and um, is a Peacock original. But Bodies, 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 uh, A24 film, uh, theaters exclusive. I've already mentioned that. Um, cast of uh, Amanda Stenberg. Um, I, I, I definitely know her. I don't know what I've seen her in, so I'll look that up. Uh, she re- was Rue
0: in uh, The Hunger Games.
1: Yeah. That's definitely... I feel like there was something else, though.
2: Um, there was um, another movie she was in that was called The Hate You Give.
1: That's the one I'm thinking of. Yep. Yeah. Which I haven't seen that movie, but I remember. I really good film. It. And she was in Dear Um <laughs> Great. Um, turn that up. Uh okay uh, Maria Bakalova from the uh the Borat subsequent movie film. Um uh, this seems to be like her her first big film since that release. Uh Pete Davidson is the other like name in here p- person that I recognize. Um so
0: yeah. also got Lee Pace. Lee Pace yeah, yeah,
1: Lee Pace. Yep, there he is. Ronan. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the synopsis here is uh, a group of rich 20-somethings playing a hurricane party at a remote family va- mansion. A party game turns uh, deadly in this fresh, funny look at backstabbing fake friends and one party gone very, very wrong. Gentle, um, let's start with you. Uh, same scale. How excited are you to see this movie? Theaters, uh, rent at home, streaming service you're already paid for, and interested.
2: I'm actually excited and I can't wait to actually go see this movie at the theaters. Um, After just seeing the trailer, I just thought it just seemed, um, it just had like that dark comedy kind of vibes. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: I'm the kind of person who loves dark comedy. Um, (laughs) I have kind of like a weird sense of humor. And so, so it's like right up my alley. And so with it being like that and having like the slasher, like who done it feel to it as well. That was another reason why it kind of, like, got my attention. So, I'm, like, really, like, looking forward to it. So, and I'm always, like, for, like, seeing, like, the girls trying to, like, I guess you can say, like, protagonist. I guess you can't say protagonist because we don't know who's actually going to make it out of this movie. Sure. But it's just, like, just seeing, like, just a bunch of girls, like, just trying to, like, find their way out and, like, not being, like, these helpless, you know, like, females in distress kind of types. Just... So I'm kind of like interested to see how this whole like story plays out.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I got a lot of kind of like you were saying the the, the who done it vibes. I got a lot of like, and then there were non vibes. Yeah, um, just kind of that way.
0: Uh, Matt, what about you? Ooh, I'm gonna fall on the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, I am bordering, or in between, streaming or just flat out not interested. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, not really my type of movie. Uh, it's very much like April's Fool's Day, almost. I don't know if you guys have mm, seen that one. No.
1: Um, no, 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 no. No, I haven't seen that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very similar to that, if you have seen it. Um, with a little bit of Tucker and Dale versus uh-huh. evil.
1: And I love oh, Tucker and Dale. I love Tucker and Dale.
0: That I love. And and uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just none of it jumped out at me. And my biggest concern is, based on the trailer, that I'm not going to be able to see anything on the screen. Mm.
1: Because
0: it was, like, pitch black for almost everything, except for mm-hmm. when they were
1: in the pool. Yeah, even there was supposed to be, like, a reveal of somebody finding a body and I literally couldn't see anything. You couldn't
0: see anything. Right. Like, and and no, maybe that no, no, was no. trailer
1: censoring or, or it's like, or like you're either censoring just to, to get a green band trailer, or Censoring to not reveal like who is dead. Oh right. uh, yeah, maybe I don't. Maybe yeah. but yeah, it's
0: one of those. Could be awesome, or it could be a dud. And for me, I always kind
1: of. I'm pessimistic. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will break the tie. Um, I was kind of in the middle of rent and stream. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a notch up to rent. Um, I, I'm not fully invested in this movie, but the a24 label is enough to bring me up to rent and a24 as i've discussed many times is is very hit or very missed they don't yes. make mediocre films they make they make great films that i either love or hate um yeah. and um and and this will be one of those two i'm sure um i got i got reminded a lot of um oh maybe this is no that was the other film um again i i, I got a lot of like um and then there were non vibes of this so i like the whodunit aspect i like the your, again, remote location, um, this kind of stuff. It looked. I'm not here for the horror aspects of this. What I what I am here for is I love the renaissance of like children's games that turn violent. Yeah. Um, like like I think uh, I, I think Game Night did a really good job of this. It wasn't really a yeah, children's game, weird. but bringing in a game aspect to a real life intensity, I thought was a really interesting and refreshing thing and then to see ready ready or not do that was a yeah. lot of fun um and uh I, I feel like there's kind of been that and look sometimes like you could tell by a trailer that that some of them are just not gonna look good you know um this this isn't really that but like like, like battleship you know um you, nobody thought that movie was gonna be good uh that's <laughs> a little bit different you know because really ch- but like squid game too that, that also falls in this category of like yeah. children's games. Turn violent. I'm I'm here for that genre. Um you know as long as they are competently made and I, I think this just you know is I I I'd never heard of this movie other than just, you know, scrolling through the what's coming out and seeing like, oh, well this is A24 so we should talk about it and then see oh, like, well Pete Davidson and Maria Bakal, like yeah, that's there's at least two stars in there, that's definitely worth keeping on the list and I'm I'm totally with you Matt. Normally this is not my kind of movie. But when it's in this kind of tone, yes, like, 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 Freaky is my kind of movie. Happy Death Day is my kind of movie in, in terms of this genre. And I get more like those kind of vibes than I do, um, I don't know, like, uh, Conjuring or, yeah. um, Friday the 13th or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, um, so I probably, I, I don't think I'm actually going to like this movie like a ton. Um, But I just figured, like, between Rent and Stream and just, I think the A24 name is going to carry it enough just to barely bump it up into Rent for me to, like, pick one. Uh, So, that still means I want to see it. Um, um, Any other thoughts? I'm pretty good. And the last one, the most clever title, um, which is saying something because there was also for a... Um, I love this title. It's uh, They Slash Them, a Peacock original film um, starring uh, Kevin Bacon uh, was the big one. Anna Tramulski uh, also in there. I don't recognize anybody else. Did you guys? Um,
2: Carrie Preston. She was on um, True Blood.
1: Okay. I haven't seen True Blood, so that, oh. that tracks. Um, yeah. Uh, written and directed by John Logan. I don't recognize that. Let's see what he's done. A writer for Skyfall would not have guessed that. Oh, yeah, uh, he actually
0: The He's Aviator,
1: Sweeney Todd, Rainco. Uh, oh, wow! I did not know that. Alien Covenant, Penny Dreadful, um, Spectre Hugo, uh, Coriolanus, Red, The Last Samurai. This guy's got a resume. Gladiator, wow. any given Sunday. All right, let's go. This is his first directing. Is Written,
0: Yeah. Wow. This is his
1: directorial debut though. So this
2: is um, well, that's
1: crazy. Okay. Uh, so a peacock, a peacock original as stated. So as far as I could tell, this is not going to be in theaters. I, I, again, we'll see. It might be playing in your local indie or something, but you're probably gonna have to get Peacock. Lord knows they could use more subscribers. Um, because who's paying for Peacock? Um, right. Um May Slash them. Um, I'm gonna kick it off again. I'm going to go with a firm like streaming on this one. I think this looks like there's fun to be had in the right context. This is very clearly going for a B movie kind of vibe. And I think this, this feels like a really good invite a friend over, have a couple drinks and, you know, enjoy some mindless fun that maybe that that is either going to have some tasteful um, uh, messaging to it, or it's going to drop the ball. Um, or or just maybe a missed opportunity is is about the worst thing. I don't. Uh, also, the title a play on this is a um, uh. The the synopsis says an LGBTQIA plus empowerment tale set at a gate conversion camp. This is um about counselors at a conversion camp that start killing people that come to the camp. Um, so, um. But anyway, I thought the trailer, like, made this look competently made to, um, this looked like some fun to be had under the right circumstances, um, so that's where I'm gonna land. Uh, Matt, let's go to you.
0: Uh, I think I'm gonna land in the camp of renting, probably, just because (laughs) the concept is unique enough for me, uh. The idea and the title alone is yeah, the worth title my alone money.
1: is gonna get me out of not interest I was
0: just like, dang it, you earned money for that, yeah. Um, but the uh, having Kevin Bacon back and a slasher at a camp, huh back where he started is enough for me to uh, and it just looks so like well put out, in Blumhouse, Usually mm-hmm, so yeah, Blumhouse. does well
1: most recently but, uh, did The Black Phone, which is a great film. Yes.
0: Um, Who else is this in this I'm thinking of? Is this Ethan Hawke? Is that it? Or is, I'm thinking, yeah. Ethan Hawke, anytime he's with Blumhouse, also ends yeah. up with great movies. Um, yeah, man, I just love Slashers,
1: too. <laughs> okay. Again, not my kind of genre, but I want. I kind of want to see this one, you know? I think um, it could be really good. For sure. Um, all right. Uh, and then Chantal, what about you?
2: Um, For this one, I was already kind of, like, skeptical when I, like, um, I guess you could say when I, like, saw the name of it because I just didn't know, like, were they trying to, like, poke fun or, like, what was the, like, what was the gist of it? But then, like, seeing the trailer, I kind of feel like with you, Aaron, it looks like it could be a little bit of fun going on. I felt like it was a little cheesy, a bit campy, and I, and that's what kind of, like, drew me in as well and then like going off what Matt said as well it's kind of like seeing Kevin Bacon like going back to his roots like Friday the 13th you know so Mm -hmm. it's just it's kind of like interesting just to see how um, how this is going to actually play out with it being at a conversion camp so I I wouldn't like go and rush to see it I would it would be another one of those movies where I would be like you know like sit back like you said have a couple drinks and like See if we can have ourselves a good time with this film.
1: Yeah, I I, I really think that that's the kind of vibe that they're going for. Yeah. here. Uh, I, I don't think they're they're trying to Be make serious. like over serious, you know, Jordan Peele level anything. Um, you know, it definitely doesn't have the production budget for something like that. Um, but yeah, this this looks like a fun time with some genuine like scary moments. Like there's a there's a moment where. Um, so, like, there's a person talking to a counselor, and then, like, this smile just turned really creepy. And yeah, like, yeah, that creeped me out. Um, so yeah, and and, and and yeah, Matt, like you said, it's fun that there's uh, uh Kevin Bacon returning to form here. Um, or, yeah, not really, re- yeah, yeah, like you
0: said, they could drop the ball with the conversion camp aspect of it. I think they're going to be going for like kind of more of a biting commentary on them and so. Just out.
1: I, I, I did something that I don't normally do and I went and I read a couple of reviews for this movie like nothing like from like actual sites just like quick browsing the IMDB like just barely reading stuff only because this movie had a 3.9 and and I, I wanted to do that only because I wanted to see if people are just review bombing this movie because it's, right. it's seemingly going to stand up for LGBTQIA plus rights and so there are people out there that don't like that um, there are sorry there are idiots out there that don't like that yeah, um, yeah just wanted to clarify uh, <laughs> so um, so I, I went and I looked and it looks like there are some people that I guess maybe like based, based on reviews they're either taking this too seriously they're um, uh, they're they're doing um, they're, they're they're I'm sure there are some review bums in there or there's some people that are just maybe not not getting what the film is actually trying to do. And so it did look... I did read one or two things that said that the messaging falls flat. Um, maybe it's maybe it's heavy-handed. That's why it falls flat. Um, or maybe it's because ultimately, like, they're still the targeted people. Like, they're still the victims in here. And that's potentially in poor taste. I don't know. Um, so I wanted to see if this is just getting review-bombed because it is seemingly a in-part activist piece. So... Um I, I'm 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 still curious, I'm not going to form my own judgments until I see it myself. You know? Yes. Um, which I think should be the case for everything. Um like I still haven't seen the Dave Chappelle special, so I can't form my own judgments on that. Um I know what people think. Um anyway. They just I just feel like that should be a given, you know. Um uh, okay. Other thoughts? Dead. all right let's let's do a quick um re- since we have so many let's do a really quick uh the your five in order the ones that you would like to see the most um ranked My, mine is very easy it's going to be in in the order that we talked about them i'm most excited for bullet train um and then pray and then luck and then bodies 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 and then they then um I didn't do that intentionally. It's just kind of the way that things fell. But ultimately, like, I still want to see all these films. Um, And that's good for a movie that has at least five coming out. Um, So in terms of the ones that you are most excited to see, uh, from most excited to least excited, uh, Matt, why don't you go ahead and give your list? I'm going to
0: start with definitely Prey. They then... Then a Palette Cleanser with Luck. Then bullet train and bodies bodies bodies.
1: Alright. They then pretty high for you. Or they sorry, they slash them pretty high for you. Oh yes. They slash them. Yeah. Uh Chantal, what about for you?
2: Uh for me it's gonna be bullet train and then it's gonna be prey, and then it's gonna be bodies bodies, 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 and then they slash them, and then luck.
1: Alright. Nice varieties in our list. Very good. Can't fault anybody for any of them. Um, that's a good. It, it, it's it's a solid week. I was really afraid that this was going to be, you know, five movies of us just being like, it, you know, it's the first week of August. Like we were going to be like, why does August suck? But like this, right? I'm I'm kind of excited. Like none of I'm these actually, look terrific, but yeah. they all look good.
2: I'm actually impressed by like the first week of August. Like I'm kind of Pre- I'm like surprised.
1: Prey probably looks the best. I just I want the bullet train fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, very nice. Uh, well, normally this happens much earlier in the show, but I uh, get a chance to promote your stuff. Now that you've gotten to hear some movie opinions from these guys, uh, maybe you want to give them a follow on social media. Uh, so where's the people? Where's the places you want to send people? Chantal.
2: Um the most that you're gonna get out of me is gonna be on Twitter and I my handle is at underscore Akira XO. And then on top of that, um you can also catch me over on Letterboxd and I will be at Edna Mode. Yes, I am Edna Mode
1: from The <laughs> Invincibles. I'm just so happy that that you got it. Like you're not like Edna <laughs> Mode for four two three, you know, your peace sign kitty cat, whatever. Yeah, yes. Uh, (laughs) Someone tried to take it, too. Someone
2: actually asked me for it, and I was like, no. I'm like, it's mine. It's Banner Square. I got it first.
1: (laughs) Unless you're Brad Bird. No. (laughs) Brad Bird can have it. That's it.
2: Yes, he can have it. Only Brad Bird can have the handle.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, And Matt, what about for you? Uh, Likewise, I am mostly
0: just on Twitter. Um, Find me there at mlosso. Uh,
1: 6 two, zero. Here
0: we go. Um, trying to start Letterboxd eventually, but <laughs> <laughs> get there when I have time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, yeah, so I will have both of their uh, Twitter handles in the bi- in the episode description. So if you want, um, just copy and paste that in your Twitter search bar if you want to find them very easily. Uh, and quick uh, quick moment to, to give a quick shout out to Patreon, uh, patreon.com.com. Um, for this show, $5, $10, $20 a month, that's your, your levels. You get different things for each of the levels. Um, and so there'll be my note review exclusively over there, um, probably like in in a couple of days, probably maybe even before this episode goes live to the public. But there's that. Um, okay, guys, I'm so happy we scrapped the B-plot because we're so far into this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So let's move on to the nostalgia films. Uh, I think I want to start with Osmosis Jones only because that's the film that is most in my memory. Um, beca- or, like most farther from my memory because I watched that one yesterday in Rugrats today. Um, by the way, um, I, I just kind of threw out this like list of movies that are like kind of in the realm of sh- should be easy qualifiers for this. And Chandel, Chandel was like, uh, "Hey, like Mrs. Doubtfire or Osmosis Jones." And then Matt was like, "Hey, let's do Osmosis Jones out of you know, and then let's also do a Rugrats venture." And so that's how we came up with these movies. Um, and uh, uh, we're going to start with Osmosis Jones. And uh, this is a 2001 film. If you've never heard of it, 2001 film. Uh, if you haven't seen it or you're wanting to check it out again, it's streaming on Stars. Um, that was a surprise to me. I, I guess I didn't really know what studio made it, but I was just like, stars, why would this be on stars? <laughs> uh, a Fairly Brothers film, that really caught me off guard this time. Yes. Uh, we have uh, some voice actors here, um, some notable ones being Lawrence Fishburne as Thrax, uh, Osmosis Jones, played by uh, Chris Rock, uh, David Hyde Pierce, um, Ron Howard was interesting to hear.
0: Uh, yes. William
1: Shatner, and because it was 2001, Kidney Rock, Kid Rock playing Kidney Rock. <laughs> Man, that was this character, uh, yeah. Brandy Norwood. Um, uh, oh, apparently Uncle Cracker was also there. Um, yeah. yeah, this is a crazy cast list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, it was crazy. Sometimes in a not good way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, written by uh, Mark Hyman. It looks like. Um, Oh whoa! What is this? There's something called Ozzy and Drix. What is it? Yes, is oh, a TV series. Yes,
2: there was. No idea.
1: Yes. <laughs> I mean, every animated movie had a uh, had a spinoff. <laughs> yes. You know, ABC, Disney Channel, whatever. Um, I did not know that. Okay, cool. Um, so. Uh, osmosis jones um i, I, I want to know specifically why you called that one out chantal why why did that one stick out of the list for you
2: oh wow um with those mosses jones um i think it was because the fact that i at the time i remember when the first time i saw it i was 14 <laughs> so i was just going into high school and i just thought it was like one of those really kind of interesting movies because i think At that time, we really didn't have a lot of, like, live action, like, animation, like, combined. So, at that age, I'm just like, oh, this is, like, so cool. Like, let's check it out. (laughs) So, um, it was more so, uh, I was, like, a fan, of course. It's like, you got Bill Murray. Um, At the time, you have, like, Chris Rock. When I, at that time, I was, like, a fan of Chris Rock. Um, Of course, I was a brand, I'm a Brandy fan. So, there's that, Mm -hmm. too, as well. So... (laughs) So it was kind of, like, at that time, and then, of course, like, when you have um, these kind of movies, you have, like, the soundtracks, and, like, at those times, you have, like, the soundtracks where, like, the popular artists at that time are always on the soundtracks. so it's, like, yep. that's how they get you, and they're, like, oh, like, you have, like, Nellie and the Saint Lunatics, like, <laughs> so it's, like, of course, I'm, like, I'm all for it, so... That was the reason I guess you could say it was like my kind of like nostalgia for me growing up and like seeing like having that feeling again. So that's one of the reasons why I like
1: chose this movie. (laughs) So when do you think is the last time you've seen this movie and about how many times do you think you've seen this movie overall?
2: Oh, wow. Uh, Oh, I know it had to, it has to be kind of like over 10 years ago. And And I think that's probably why I was like, Oh, let like let's bring this back up. Like let like, like let's talk about it. And um, and I think like after the first time I saw it, I I was like that kid that would like like after I get a, a hold of a movie, I just keep watching it until I can't like until I'm like tired of it. It was like one of those movies. Is like I just kept watching it probably for like a good like six months, and then it was like all right, I'm done. Okay, <laughs> so it was like one of those. It was like one of those movies. It was like that for me. So yeah, it's definitely been like over ten years since the last time I seen it. So like watching it, I it was what Saturday I watched it for the first time, in like in a long time, and it just brought back memories because then I start remembering like the movie at like as I like, like kept watching it,
1: and it just brought yeah. back memories. <laughs> yeah, I had the same thing uh, with the other movie though. Um, I, yeah, I like. I'll 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 get to it. We'll get there. I um I think I've seen this movie about five years ago, between five and ten years ago. I don't. I I feel like I've seen it relatively recently, um, not not super recently, but relatively recently. And uh, I don't know why I would have watched it, um, but like I did grow up with this movie. I have seen it a good chunk of times. I'd say maybe half a dozen, um, and, and maybe more like just before I started forming memories, like, I mean, 2001, I was six, like, this is like right up my alley, like for a six year old. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure I'd seen it a a good number of times. Um, but, but yeah, as far as like, actually like in my, what I would consider a a grown-up life or whatever. Right. Like, so, you know, after I was like, you know, middle school or older, probably once, maybe twice. Um, so yeah. Uh, Matt, what about you?
0: Oh, gosh. I think I saw this the very first time was probably uh, middle school at some, probably a sleepover or something. Uh, then I remember probably most recently would have been in college, you know, just sitting down having a bunch of drinks with people and then being like, guys, we got to watch this. <laughs> that, <that's laughs> you no believe This exists. It was just like people didn't remember it. <laughs>
1: that sounds about right yeah
0: <laughs>
1: yeah
0: but, uh, other than that i watched it today ironically while i've been sick i was like oh this is fitting
1: yeah, yeah exactly
0: just <laughs> this morning
1: it's like oh yeah um okay so uh chance we'll start with you uh watching it now as 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 a fully grown person uh, do you, Osmosis Jones, do you like it, love it, hate it, dislike it, or think it's just okay?
2: Um, I'm going to still, um, I think at this time in my life, I will say I like it. Um, I okay. wouldn't say I love it, like how, like at that time when it first came out, like, I, I just, the reason why I like it, um, it's like, I think it still has its humor. Um, it does kind of like has its like moments of like gross humor. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's still, yep. it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's that kind of movie because it's, it's talking about your body and how our bodies work and, like, what our bodies go through if we get sick or get hurt. So I think that's why I like it so much because in a, it's, like, showing, like in, a, like, in a scientific way, like, this is how our bodies work, but they're doing it in, like, in a fun way where everybody can actually, like, sit down and be like, oh, okay, instead of, like, having, like, that kind of, like, boring, like... Mm -hmm. like, like seminar talking about, Oh, this is how your body works. Like, no, this is how your body works, but in a fun way to where everybody can actually still enjoy it. So that's why I'm like, I still like it because it is, it's just a fun way of just showing the scientific way of like how your body works. (laughs) Uh,
1: I'll go next since that's the order we did the history. I, um, I think this movie is incredibly clever. Um, but I think it's just on the low side of okay for me. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a great time watching it, and that pains me to say. But I think there's a lot of stuff in here that is really worth liking. Yeah, uh, and we will definitely talk about that. Matt, what about you?
0: Uh, I'm gonna go with high side of just okay. Okay. Uh, granted, I was also watching it while I was sick, so <laughs> have that going right? for But like you said, it's clever. Um, it is. Full of puns, yes. which I just will always go for, um, and I think it's just a fun way to explore uh, the human body. It's yeah, but like you said, it's way better than the after-school special.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, we started this movie. Uh, my wife watched this one with me, by the way, because we were going to watch one of them last night, and I know, like, she doesn't have history with Rugrats, so I was like, "You probably really like Osmosis Jones more," and she didn't like the movie um and 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 when and what she was watching like what she was around for a while i was watching rats, she was laughing so I, I probably made the wrong choice um <laughs> for her but but i just i just thought like you know with, with somebody without history to the Raw rats they may not enjoy it as much right. versus this this movie and it's clever like it, it, she had no idea that even the premise. So as soon as it turns into the the like opening scene where he's like I'm a white blood cell and I'm gonna go fight this stuff in the mouth, she's like, "So this is essentially, you know, uh, uh, the Magic School Bus." And I was like, "Kinda, yeah." Like <laughs> that's pretty. If Magic School Bus was full of cops, like, <laughs> right. Like I, I think this movie did a really interesting job of. It it feels like maybe this was initially like a detective story, and they're like, "No, it's just too plain." How can we make it fun? Right. Oh well, I happen to know a lot about anatomy. What if we just took, told this story in the form of, you know, a, a, a white blood cell fighting a virus in a body, like that? Like it, you know, if it almost feels like that, like, like that, or at least somebody started started writing the script. Like, I want to write a thing, and then realize they couldn't get creative enough to do it. So they're like, "So let's do other creative stuff." Like, it, it, it it's really interesting, and I think it blends the two well because this really feels like like a sixties era noir, like where noir have have like evolved and they want to be like 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 specifically like sixties to eighties where they're they're feeling old school but like there's a there's a new school, like new tech, like Blade Runner yeah. kind of vibe to them. Um, like I think it really hits that tone. But like I said, this movie's just really clever. Like I remember the joke as a kid that of course cracked me up as a ton was when he says the uvula what's that And he's like it's the it's the little dangly thing and he he's like all right got it he's like no 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 in the mouth and it's like (laughs) of course that's gonna make make me crack up when i'm like eight or whatever and it it made me chuckle yeah but like i i really laughed at um there's a couple jokes at the beginning like there's the in the cerebellum hall there's uh there's like a, a a statue of a of a sperm and it says the first um, the first colonizer or something like that. <laughs> uh, I think I thought that, I thought that was hilarious. Um, there, there's some really funny, witty stuff in here. Um, yes. And, and it was for sure worth watching for that experience alone. Uh, I, I've talked for a while now. I really need to stop.
2: I oh, know you're good.
1: just <laughs> I'm I'm interested in hearing what you guys have to say. Yeah, I think, like
0: you said, the, the first colonizers. thing. there's so much in the background that yeah. could be just yeah. looking. <laughs> You're like, oh, they don't even call attention to it, but it's so funny.
1: Well, and there's the the ingrown toenail, which is like the yes. the slums. Uh, you know, it really feels kind of like Gotham. Um, a lot of this really <laughs> felt like like Tim Burton Batman universe, um, like right. with its with, this, with, with with its aesthetic. Uh, and there's um uh, th- there was a couple other um, like anatomical things um, that were just like clever, um, like uh, l- l- like they have you know they have the bladder, which is where everybody goes to leave and things like that. Uh, but th- there's the the scene where Osmos Jones is given the backstory, and it's like he-, he saw something come in on an oyster, and he pushed the emergency. Like that's a really clever way, yes, to like show that and like. It it, it, it it to me like it's 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 uh it reminds me a lot of anatomy park the episode of rick and morty um which i'm sure took a lot of basis from this from this film or at least this premise and like i think it's such a fascinating idea and it it, it i didn't learn anything because i'm 27 <laughs> years old but like this is a really interesting way to try to teach anatomy and white blood cells and 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 how a virus attacks the body too? Yes. Like let's <laughs> yeah. let's jump on this. How terrific is the virus in this movie? I oh, I yeah.
2: love I love Lawrence Fishburne as like Thrax. Like I literally forgot yeah. that it was Lawrence Fishburne until I like kept listening to his voice and I was like I'm like, I know who that is, and when it clicked in my head, I was like, no wonder why I love him so much, because he was like this really like cool but like mysterious like virus and he played it like really well he's terrifying very yeah. He yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah he like he still he like still terrifies me at my at my big age like just watching you <laughs> like watching it he was like he was still amazing like even from me being at that being a teenager to an adult now it was just like he he still had it like in that movie for being like om- might as well say it was over twenty years old. He still is like a good villain.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's terrifying it's, the moment yeah, he arrives. It like surprised so me. Awful. Like a lot of times you watch these old like car- like cartoon characters and they're just not scary anymore. Right. But, like legitimately, he was. It's because that finger claw that he has yes. and his whole demeanor and his presence, like and, and it and his voice. Yeah, he was. You know, a lot of times you look back and you're like, "Oh, that person's not actually that scary." Yeah. Um, the, the exception to the rule is Sid from Toy Story, but uh, and yeah. I guess yeah. I guess now add, add add Thrax from Osmosis Jones. Yes. Uh, uh, no yeah no problem killing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, these, just like his whole goal is to like be the fastest killing. Exactly. Machine.
1: To do it faster and faster, yeah. Yeah,
0: um, which is kind of scary since we're in COVID right now. Exactly. <laughs>
1: True. Yeah, Uh, yeah, this movie would have been frightening to watch, you know, two years ago. Yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So um, the other one of the other really positives I wanted to mention is I really like, um, I really like the girl in this movie. Like she was Uh, giving off, she was giving off like uh, the girl from Nice Guys kind of energy, like with the like same like style and like kind of same attitude. I mean, less funny than the the girl and the nice guys angry yeah. rice uh but but still kind of same energy um and and, and I, I don't know i thought i thought she did really well and uh, you know especially especially for this era of child actors like yes she she was above the bar um and uh it, it, there was even a moment i i looked at my wife and i'm like why did i just feel something in that moment um, because for this movie that made me feel nothing but disgust which we'll get there um oh yeah just just made me uh made me feel something because it's 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 the moment at the very end where uh, bill Murray comes back to life and he just looks at her and he says mom says hi and I was like why did that like right why why, why yeah. did my heart just well, seem I'm to just cry, her cry her her a little bit like show. i'm nowhere near tears hey. <laughs> like my whole body felt heavy for about half of a second. I was like, why? Yeah, like, pulls like, up your heartstrings a little bit. <laughs> I was like, nothing about this movie has done this up until this right. point. It's made me feel the opposite. And then one moment, and again, I'm far from tears, but I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I felt something. So, and I think just credit to to the actors uh, in, in that yeah, scene. Yeah, she and Bill were great together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and... I'll save it. I want to. Keep, I want to stick on positives for a little bit. I want to save it. Uh, other things that you really liked about the movie,
0: um, like you said, uh, the acting was great. Their acts was incredible. I really liked Drix. I think, like you said, he brought in that uh, that noir <laughs> transition where it was going from uh, old school to new school. Noir is fantastic.
1: I just was reading the IMDb trivia for this movie and it says they said that they cast David Hyde Pierce because yeah. <laughs> they he was the whitest white person they knew. Yeah. <laughs> I just read that. It's
2: amazing.
1: <laughs> Inaccurate.
2: That was great when I read that. I was like, "Wow, that's 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 a nice piece of trivia right there."
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um do you see the other nice piece of trivia which one of my favorite things is Food is so heavily involved, especially chicken wings, Mm -hmm. which are my favorite thing (laughs) Uh in the world. But the Buffalo Wing Festival thing that they were uh, going to go to didn't exist in 2001. It did start existing in 2002, after this movie was released. (laughs) Is it a coincidence?
1: I think (laughs) not. I mean, it could have been. It could have just been somebody saw the movie and are going, "Why are we doing this?" Yeah. Or it could have been them saying, "Like, hey, we got this thing going on next year. Put this in your movie, right?" That way, people go, "You know." I like
0: to think the Osmosis Jones inspired
1: it. I I like to think so
0: too.
2: I believe that it did. There was another thing. There was something that I noticed in the movie that I had Uh not noticed before, and it was like a little flub. There was a flub in a scene where Osmosis Jones walks into the office and he sees Layla. But instead of saying Layla, he says Brandy's name, and they kept it. And they kept it in because he was like, "Hey, Brandy," and then he was like, "Oh, he's like Layla." He's like, "What are you doing here?" And they left the flub in the movie.
0: That's amazing.
2: And I never noticed it until that moment when I rewatched it again.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, I I want to I want to stick on some of the positives before I just want to tear this movie apart. Um, <laughs> I like Chris Rock in this role. Um I like Brandy Norwood as Leah. I like uh I like um the Lawrence Fishburne we said uh, David Hyde Pierce, William Shatner. Yes. Uh, Ron Howard doesn't really have too much. So I like all the voice actors in this movie. I thought they were really well cast and they all did did good. I think I think Chris Rock really brought a life to Osmosis Jones as opposed to just being a generic person. You know Chris Rock can do that. He's got that kind of voice. Yes. Um let me tell you about who I don't like in this movie. I don't like any of the live action peoples except for the little girl. Specifically, uh, li- uh, um, sorry, the, the Bill Murray's uh, friend, the um, Chris Elliott. Okay, he's he's one of those guys that you're like that guy, but you don't know his name, right? Chris Chris Elliott. Um, he he's was he was doing his thing, and and I'm not gonna take you know any offense to that but, like he right. was doing his thing. Fine, um, that's okay. But I didn't just. I guess Molly Shannon, same thing. She was doing Molly Shannon, right? Um, But I did. I just didn't really like anybody else in this movie, Um, like because they were all like one-dimensional stereotypes, whatever. Like, like the people that are constantly like harassing Bill Murray at the at the zookeeper job. Yes, like they're they're so so terrible, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and 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 ill-fitting and off-putting, and then. I don't. I think Bill Murray is a perfect cast for this movie, but I don't like yeah. the performance he's giving. Yeah. Um, I have like, to agree it with makes, you. It makes so much sense to put Bill Murray in the role of Frank, but yeah, and especially like he does the role of Frank is the grossest human ever, right? Yeah. And
2: very much so. And it
1: it shows, and Bill Murray is committing to it, but. <laughs> he just doesn't look like he's having any fun in this movie and like bill murray's a fun guy like why is he heh, fun guy uh <laughs> um <laughs> why why does he look like he doesn't want to be in this movie you know he should be having a blast with it and he's he, he looks like he doesn't want to be here and so I, I love the casting on paper but i don't like him in this movie like not even a little bit All right um I mean, it, it it that opening scene where he gets the he he picks up the egg that the monkey dropped, like that that was some of the like fun banter that we've come to know and and love from, uh from from Bill Murray. But right. it, it just felt like after that he was just like, uh I don't want to do this anymore. He's just honing he it just in. Decided, <laughs> yeah, and he's decided to opt out. and He's like, he's not fun anymore. It feels like anybody could have done it. And, right. You know, he he it, it's not like. Real special because it's Bill Murray, you know, like like Groundhog Day is or something like that, you know, um, or oh. Caddyshack for that matter. Yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> I was like more, I was like more into like the animation part than like the live action part of this movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's like my biggest thing is yeah. I don't care about any live action. Stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a fun the way they juxtapose everything and the way we can see the out- exterior consequences and the interior consequences. Stuff. Right, but. Yeah, for lots of reasons, none of the live action stuff really works for me.
0: Um, there is one particular live action scene that stuck with me forever. Because you're a middle, school child, or middle schooler, you're at that age where uh, you're starting to get pimples and zits. Oh. <laughs> and there is a scene, the one with Molly Shannon, where it explodes right on her face. And I after that watching that, I was terrified forever. I was what what if that happens to me? (laughs) What if I'm talking to a girl and all of a sudden it
1: happens.
0: (laughs) That ruined me. And it's so gross. And even today watching it it is the most disgusting scene in the movie. It's so nasty. There's
1: so many disgusting scenes in this movie. And like it, the movie is calling it out, like they're like, "How is his face?" This this greasy is like, "Well, when you wash your face with chicken grease, like <laughs> exactly."
2: It's like this is what happens to your face,
1: <laughs> you know, And there's there's the there's the vomiting scene, but even watching him pick up the hard boiled egg off the ground and eat, which like obviously I know he's not doing that, like that's disgusting, and yeah, seeing that's him, so gross. Like like the way he is just living at home, like it looks like he hasn't showered in weeks, and it looks like he smells terrible, and 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 all that, and it's. Yeah. You know, yeah, and the uh, whole
2: like the whole toenail like that scene where he like props his foot yeah. on the table. I'm like, dude, yeah, like, I gotta eat. Like,
0: yeah, like they're just the uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know how CPS
1: hasn't showed up to
0: take his <laughs> job.
1: The movie was yeah, the movie was disgusting. It did yeah. its job. It wanted to show him <laughs> as gross. It just was too much for me, and I'm not somebody that gets grossed out to and uh, like yeah easily. Is just Same. the movie was disgusting. <laughs> um, so I guess good job movie, but it yes. still didn't really work for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess I, I, I have one more positive that I want to say later, but I guess my last thing is just that like, it, I, I mentioned it doesn't feel like Bill Murray cares. It kind of feels a certain way through the movie that nobody on set cares. Yeah. Like they were like, just you, like, so. <laughs> like you mentioned the zit scene and like, there's not like even a red spot like anywhere else in the movie, and the scene right after the pimple explodes on the teacher, like literally it's supposed to be like that weekend, like there his skin is totally normal, and like it's little continuity stuff like that that I don't normally care about, so I don't normally catch them. Right, but like for such a big plot point or for such a big moment, like not not a not a little band aid or like a little, right. you know square band aid or. Or not like a, at least some red makeup or something like that. Like it, it just feels like th- there's not a care at all to any sort of continuity or right. consistency, especially in the live action stuff. Um, and look, it's it's a movie made for kids, right. made in two thousand one. It's fine. It's it's just like it, 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 the whole everything about the movie was just making me feel like literally everybody making it stopped caring at some point <laughs> through production, especially stopped caring about the live action stuff. Because yes. as we mentioned, the animated stuff is all pretty great. Not not an original story, um, except for the you know the medical parts, but like that's what makes it fun. And you can have a basic story that has an interesting twist and that's yeah. or interesting context, and that's okay. So. Um, like that's my that's my last big neg- big negative. So um again I feel like I've been talking for a while. So <laughs> Oh you're
0: covering
2: Yeah, I was like you you have everything like down back. <laughs> Fine, let's talk yeah, about the soundtrack j- then.
1: The soundtrack is great. And and there was specifically a moment like where during during the car chase where there's like a remix of hot blooded and I'm just like, this is yeah. awesome. Yes. Like, this is so fitting for what's going <laughs> on and uh it, it's it's so clever and so interesting I I just I really liked it I thought it was great uh the soundtrack was great
2: yeah the soundtrack was like one of my favorite things and then and then it was kind of like a little disappointing because there was like uh one certain song that was like playing in the movie that I actually liked at the time but it wasn't on the soundtrack they just had it in the film so it was like So, like, trying to find, like, that one particular song you think is going to be on the soundtrack, but then they kind of, like, fake you out. It's like, no, it's not on the soundtrack, but it's in the movie, though. (laughs) It was, like, one of those. But um, it was just, like, it's kind of like nostalgia because there's, like, some of the songs that I remember, like I said, like, growing up, like, when you have, like, Trick Daddy, who was, like, pretty big at the time from, like, the South, and he had, like, that one song, like, Take It to the House, like, like they had yeah. played like throughout the movie too, like a few times, and it kinda like took me down memory lane because I had not heard that song in like forever until watching the movie the other day. So it's kinda cool to like hear those familiar songs again that you kinda forgot.
1: Yeah. For sure. I I'm finally out of things to say. <laughs>
2: I'm
1: just agreeing with you at this point. <laughs> but I will disagree if I need to. <laughs> well, I
2: I said everything that I needed for as uh, a Moses Jones. So, <sighs> yeah,
1: yeah. I th- I go. think I, I land on low side of okay because ultimately, like, it's it's I don't I don't care much about any of the live action stuff, and I think that the the story for um, for the in, inside the body stuff is um, mm. is only interesting provided the medical context um, and. There's definitely some things I don't like. Um, I feel like the 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 Osmosis Jones and, and uh, um, the love interests. Uh, it, it's, I, I want to say Brandy, but I know it's Act Leah. Like I feel like it it, it it doesn't quite work for me. I think they're they're both doing okay. Just it's it's an extra thing in this movie, right? Um, that that doesn't really get proper time, um, and so Osmosis Jones kind of comes off as annoying and unlikable there, right? Um, but uh, but yeah, his um, uh, like like it comes down to an okay because I'm like if I already don't like half of the movie and then the other half is is getting really solid points like really interesting stuff, um, but ultimately like, like it's worth I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say this is worth watching because of all the medical context stuff that they do right. that's really interesting and because yes. the villain is is one of the greatest animated of all time that I've seen. It, it's a really great animated villain. Um, uh, it's a really great villain in an animated movie. Um, it's, uh it, it's, uh, it, it's worth watching. It, it No matter if you saw it as a kid and loved it, or if you have never seen it, it's worth watching for that reason. It's, it's just not a, yeah, go out and see this again soon. If you have kids, this is great. Right. Um, and if, uh, if you happen to have stars, check it out or, when it leaves stars, and goes to Hulu or whatever. Like, check it out. Like, it's yeah. It's not a rush and go see it, but it's like right. hey, you you <laughs> should have a, a decent enough time with the animated stuff. Yeah, that's, I agree. I
0: think it's worth worth a
1: watch. Just you know, fast forward through the live action. Yeah, I, I'd be interested to see that, but and that's why I guess like there's also that like Ozzy and Drix show that I mentioned that I had never heard mm-hmm. of. That you two apparently knew of. Like, that's gotta only be in. Um, in the uh, uh anime, in the in the body so like right. I don't know and that show seems to be like really highly rated on IMDb so yeah. anyway. Okay. Um I'm done. Uh <laughs> that's <Among laughs> movie then right? Yeah. Unless yeah. there's any other thoughts on those Jones. No well- Okay. Let's get to the rats. Let's do it. Uh, this is a 1998 film. You can catch the streaming on HBO Max, by the way, if in case you're interested. Which is surprising. Um, I didn't. I was wondering because Viacom is Nickelodeon and Paramount, so I was uh, apparently the shows are on Paramount Plus, but the right. movies are on HBO. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's weird. I want to say I've seen
0: some of the episodes of Rope Rats on Hulu as well.
1: That might have been before Paramount Plus, because I definitely saw some there, but I feel like it was before Paramount Plus launched, yeah. so um, I could be wrong. Anyway. Um, okay, so the, the synopsis here is the babies get lost to the forest after Tommy Pickles gets a new baby brother. This has the Rugrats cast in it, um, so there's, there's that. Um, yeah, uh, kind of, uh, I think, yeah, Matt, you suggested this one, right? Yeah. So, why specifically did, did this one stand out to you? You said Osmosis Jones and Rugrats. Why? Why did Rugrats stand out for you?
0: Um, just because I have actually watched it relatively like recently, or not the movie, but the show. Like every on like a rainy day, there's nothing on, and I need something in the background. I'll throw it on while I'm doing work or something. Um, but I grew up on this. I was born in 1991. The show started in 1991. So I was like, oh, I was born with these babies. We grew up together. Um, so it's just something we always watched. Uh, one of the, like in the, uh, when you would have uh, those morning lineups, the Nickelodeon cartoons, we'd watch it before school or during the summer. Uh, and my grandparents, being all my cousins, we were there would watch it, and I just loved it. Loved the uh, conflicts that arose between Angelica and basically everybody. Um, yeah. And then that led to the movie, which I remember my grandparents taking me and all my cousins to see in the theater, and we all loved it. They tolerated it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and so I just have really fond memories of it and a great soundtrack. And it introduced us to a new character that would go a long way uh, in the mm-hmm. series. Yeah. yeah, it just always is an easy watch that brings back fond memories.
1: Yeah, I think this is a movie that I've seen uh, again, probably about the same time as as Jones, maybe about five years ago. Uh, but this is a movie that I've probably seen every couple of years. Like, I don't think there was ever like a, a period. Like, Rugrats have always been part of my childhood. Um, I didn't. I didn't have cable growing up, um, but I would always love to see Rugrats whatever I could, whenever it's a grandma's or something. And uh, so, I, essentially, the, the the kids' stuff that I watched was either Saturday morning on uh, on ABC or um, or like whatever uh, on Fox too, like the, the Sonic stuff um, or whatever whatever run of Batman was on. Uh, <laughs> I think it was the Batman primarily was the one, um, and. Uh, the um, the the Rugrats was one that like uh specifically like mom would buy like VHSs of, because um, they'd have like here's like a li- ten episodes or whatever, and I would just watch them a bunch. I always gravitated to Rugrats. I thought it was a great show. Uh, and uh, uh yeah, and I had this movie and The Rugrats in Paris and Rugrats Go Wild. If I had to guess, I th- I think I might have seen just in my like childhood years Rugrats in Paris more than the Rugrats movie but I don't think I've seen Rugrats in Paris in, in like at least 15 years whereas the Rugrats movie was one that I had watched several times st- like still continue to watch every couple of years um, so uh, yeah I guess that's my history uh Chantal what about you
2: um with the Rugrats I grew up on uh, watching Rugrats as a kid um, once again I'm about to outdate myself I was four. When the uh, when the Rugrats actually came on TV, so I basically was watching it all the way up to the point yes. <laughs> when this movie came out. So I was I was eleven. So um, I was just like all excited about seeing the Rugrats because once again it was like one of those shows that I grew up on. And again, it's like I was a soundtrack kid. Once um, they had like people on there that I was a fan of at the time, so I was all about like. The music of the film, and of course, seeing like my favorite, my favorite babies like being on the big screen and seeing what they were gonna get themselves into. So, so that's my history with the with the show. Um, I was a big Nickelodeon uh, kid. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was more Nick. I. It was kind of like in between Nickelodeon and Disney, but I think it was more so Nickelodeon than it was with Disney. Because I think, yeah, I think when I was younger, I didn't have Disney, so it was more Nickelodeon than anything. So, sure. um, so yeah, that's my history with uh, with the
1: movie. I was more like, yeah, older cartoons. Like, Scooby-Doo was yeah. probably the biggest cartoon in my house. or And, and like, the original series. Yes. Um, um and then the like movies that were being released in the 90s you know which Sh- chantal and i talked about a couple of them last yeah. time you wrong. on um or two times ago maybe um and uh if, it's been a while yeah um you know but uh yeah i think i think that was kind of the the, the primary thing in my household uh okay mike you, oh, two Matt, number two <laughs> Uh, Matt, you you picked this so you get to start us off the Rugrats movie. Uh do you like it, love it, hate it, dislike it, or think it's just okay? I love it. Nice. Uh Chantal, what about you?
2: Uh I at this time um at the time I did love it, but now it's just it's like on the up
1: high like on the up and above. Just okay. Okay. Uh I guess I'll just split in the middle. I'm gonna be like I'm probably on the high end of like it. Um there's I think there's enough here to really enjoy, and there's enough here to to kind of like be like, oh, really? Um, and, and I, I wonder how much of that is just connection to Rugrats in particular. Like, I wonder. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious um, for somebody that has no Rugrats experience, what they think of this movie. Like, if this was their first exposure. Yeah. No, uh, oh, I can tell
0: you. My wife watched it with me. Oh, cool. Um, I mean, what, what did she think? She fell asleep, uh-uh. <laughs> and then was like, "I got so bored, and I don't
1: know what I was watching." Oh no! So, see, like, like again, my wife like did not did not grow up a World Guards kid, um, hey. but she's seen me like watch stuff every now and then, um, hey. or or reference stuff or whatever. And again, like the there, there was a re- there was a joke that that just slayed me in this movie, and it was um, at, at the beginning where they go to the. Uh, the like really fancy pregnancy place and as they're like getting in there there's a board like you would see at an airport that's about yes. Like, yes. the, 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 the and departures. Yes. And I, I laughed so hard at that and and my wife like looked over and she was like, oh that's really clever that's really funny and um you know and she was like reading a book at the table but i i constantly saw her like peering over her shoulder because she was interested in what was going on so i think my wife yeah. would like the movie at least parts of the movie. Um, She eventually just went downstairs because she knew she was going to be too distracted. So um, yeah, that was, uh, that that was, that was her experience. I, uh, yeah, there was another joke that also just, it just killed me because it came out of nowhere to me. And I think it's, this is exactly my kind of humor, Um, but it's, it's, it's the moment where they're, where they're all deciding to leave. And and Tommy, Tommy's like, no, you can't take Dill. And then they're like, "Why not?" And and and, uh, and Phil is uh, Phil says all he does is is just poop and cry. And Tommy's like, "Well, so do you." And Phil's like, "I don't cry that much. Like oh. that's <laughs> like that's exactly my kind of humor. Yes. Like that's that's the exact kind of joke that I would make if if you know, like I would make the joke that Phil makes. Like, that's that is exactly my kind of humor. I love like whenever." Um, like whenever people ask me if I if I have kids, I love saying no, not in this country. And yes. yeah, like it, it's a it's a fun joke because like I don't have kids anywhere, uh, but like it's a fun joke because you're <laughs> like, hold on, Wait, why I- did you add that? <laughs> like, <laughs> what what do I not know? I'm gonna think about this all day, like or I'm gonna ask you. It's like that that kind of that kind of joke. where just I don't cry that much, which <laughs> is just is so good i think um another one
2: that i liked was um it was like the baby shower and they're like all standing around and it was like um charlotte which is uh, angelica's mom and then and it's like i never noticed it because of course it's like you're a kid you don't recognize uh-huh. it until she was like she says the phrase born under venus look for it and she was cut right. off she was completely cut off but it's like you knew what she meant <laughs> after like after hearing her say it because like when you're a kid it's like oh you don't know what it means it goes over your head but when i saw it that time i was like oh i'm like i caught that there like you got like you guys cut it before you can get to that point but i thought that was Uh like really
1: funny (laughs) yeah there was like and then there was that moment in the hospital where the where the babies have their musical number yes and um uh, and then there's like two different penis jokes. One of them, because one of them is about an umbilical cord, umbilical cord, and they're like, "Be happy, that's all they cut off." And then somebody else is just like, "That's what that thing looks like." Um, <laughs> I, I just look about it like, that's three penis jokes uh, so far, and uh, I, I think it stopped after that. Like, I think, I mean, I mean, I guess unless you want to count the joke where Dill pulls down Tommy's diaper, but right. um, yeah. yeah, I guess there's also that that counts. Oh, no. uh, <laughs>
0: My wife pointed out one where uh, they're like, "Come on, we got to go deliver a pickle." Oh, uh, oh yeah. the last name, and my wife goes, "Well, technically, I are delivering a pickle, yeah. a boy." Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, my wife thought that joke was really funny too. I'm like, you know, their last name is pickle, right? So like, yeah, no, that's that's what makes the joke so funny. I was like, oh cool. It's like I because I'm I just know you don't have history, and that's why I'm also like, guess what? They named the kid. They named the kid Dill Pickle. That's hilarious. Like that's so funny. Uh, Dylan, it's, it's it's creative genius. Yes, like, it, like, like Dylan, and we'll call him Dill. <laughs> like yes, like it's so good. It was, <laughs> it was to the
0: point where I went and googled uh, today. I was like, Are there what are the types of pickles that are out there? Are there other names in here that are puns on pickles? I was disappointed not to find too many.
2: Oh, I'm sad. That, that's a bummer.
0: But my other favorite name. Is the doctor she's supposed to see, Dr.
1: Lipschitz. Yep. Yeah. That name is. I remember that name from the show as well. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. I don't know how that one came about and went by, but.
1: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the the moment I was referring to earlier, where it was just like hitting me like a wave of nostalgia, where I was like just totally in, was uh, because it's something that I still like say frequently there's the the intro scene where it's like, obviously like an Indiana Jones montage. Yes. And, and I start this movie up and my wife is like getting, getting home from work and like settling down or whatever. And all of a sudden I'm just on the couch. And I just go, okie dokie Jones never goes back. <laughs> like, and it's like in perfect cadence with that. And, she, and it, I think it was one of those things where she's like, "I've heard you say that before," or at least she's just like, "Oh, he's having a lot of fun with this movie." Right. It's w- it's one of those two reactions. <laughs> but like I like that's that's a that's a great line. Um, I loved that whole sequence. Like I I almost wish that the whole movie was kind of that way. The whole movie was in some sort of because I remember like some of the cartoons that I grew up with were were like one offs. Um, and I love the kind of stuff when they take like beloved characters and put them in a context that's. Like different, like uh, low key the most underrated Scooby Doo movie is Scooby Doo and Arabian Nights because it tells the Arabian Nights story, but with Scooby Doo character with Shaggy and Scooby. i only, never heard of that one. It's only with Shaggy and Scooby, but they tell it, it's the Arabian Nights. It, it's 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 great, honestly. At it's, least from what I remember, I've never it heard of life. that one. Um, and so, uh, so like, I love when they do this and I know Rugrats did a couple of them, like one of them that we had at at our home, it was like a two, like a two shorts on one thing. And it was, uh, like the, the Rugrats story of, of Passover and, and, and then like like, attached to that, I think was, uh, like Rugrats in Vegas. And I watched the Vegas one so much. (laughs) Um, I watched the Passover one a good amount too, but that Vegas one is, is special to me. Um. I love that one, and uh, um, so so anyway, like I, I I kind of wish the like this, this whole movie did that. I mean, I, I'm happy we got Dill. Dill's a great addition, um, especially like some of my favorite episodes of the show have Dill in them. Like, there's the one where, um, where like somebody goes to change Dill and they think he turned into a watermelon. So oh they, yeah, like, I remember that care one. The watermelon. Like that's a that's a great episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, Dill Dil, like became a really good part of the of the family. Oh, also, I was remembering I played the game about like a year and a half ago, um, but I, I had a PlayStation <laughs> One game on uh, for Rugrats. It's called The Search for Reptar, and it, like essentially recreated some moments from the series, uh, and then had like it was a bunch of mini games together. But like they had um they had a level where you like had to fight mo- the the Mister Friend monsters. If you remember the Mister Friend episode. And, um, like the, the little, like robots that, that Stu creates that yeah. is supposed to be your friend. And then they're terrifying. Um, there's a, there's a level where you have to, um, um, it's, it's called Babies in Toyland. Cause that's the episode where yeah, they yeah. go to the store and, and Stu leaves them in after they lock the doors. And, uh, and there's an episode where, like, um, where grandpa takes Tommy to the store, the grocery store and Tommy gets lost. Like there's an episode, like there's a level. With, anyway, I like that game. Um, It adds to my history, but, um, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of wish like this movie just went in like, I want, I want the Indiana Jones parody Rugrats movie now, you know, like, um, like I, I liked this movie, but it was just like when you start off that strong and then you go back to reality and you're like, this is fine, but it, but it, but it could be that like, yeah. uh, (laughs) Give it more (laughs) of that. (laughs) Right. Like I, like, I like that more. Like that was that was more fun. Um, so. that was my thought.
0: For some reason, I remember the monkeys.
1: Yeah, being I,
0: way more involved in this than they actually were.
1: To me, it's because I remember the musical number, the the um, the the U mm-hmm. ah, I U A T T E N what I want to bing, bang. I remember that so much. So I so yeah, I, I I'm with you. I thought that was a
0: much bigger part of the story. So, um, I know they were terrifying looking though
2: yep
1: they were very creepy yeah
2: that was one thing i do remember about the monkeys is like being at that age it was like they were kind of they were they were like real creepy and it's like i don't know if they were meant to be seen that way but (laughs) to me they like spooked me out like i like Uh i didn't want any parts of the monkeys whatsoever
1: (laughs) no no not even a little
2: bit
1: and there's there's also like a lot of fun like it feels like movie nods that like are are just generic enough that they that you know whatever but like there's a lot of fun stuff in there like the reporter character is clearly like the guy from die hard right <laughs> yes like 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 where it's like it's obviously not him but like they're clearly going for yeah. we're, we're mocking the reporter from die hard a lot of the reporters. which is which is a which is a parody of you know reporters but like they're They're going for this, right? Like super intrusive. Deserves a restraining. And I love that one of the
2: reporters. She was like, um, when she had asked, she's like, "Did the ingo or did the dingo eat your baby?" Baby,
0: baby.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, and and I love how like that's like a it was like a running like a running joke for like for so long, (laughs) and that it showed up in this movie. And I was just like, "Are you kidding me?"
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was that was hilarious. Yes. Yeah, and and there's there's a, there's that really funny sequence too of where where they where they mail the goat and then they open it, um, <laughs> yes. And then, yes. So, like, they find out about that, uh, and then kind of that's kind of stitched along with Stu driving and like the van door opening behind. And, yeah, um, and obviously he's <laughs> yeah, not away. Really yeah, in anyway. so, yeah um,
2: I just know. I, is, I just know that yeah. you can't trust Grandpa. Like you can't just trust Grandpa yeah. with the kids. Like you just can't. Like
1: he's the worst you know, person that be your babysitter. Right. Cause yeah. he already lost the kids in the delivery award. Exactly. And then he's just sleeping and they go to oh, like also, again, this movie is also really clever. Like, like, uh, Angelica's trying to watch, um, uh, shoot. What's, what's the, uh, Sh- Shirley locks. Homes? Yeah. Sure, something. yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And I'm like, that's really clever. And that feels like something that should, like could exist. Like, right. yeah, I would totally buy that existing. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I really liked, uh, like, like there was clever moments like that. Um, and, then yeah, I, just...
2: and then I also caught, like, at the end when, um, when the parents, like, finally catch, like, they finally get the kids. And you see uh, Phil and Lil's dad, when he, like, goes up to the twins, he doesn't say mommy and daddy are here. He yeah. said Betty and daddy are here. And it's, like, I never realized that. It's, like, so their mom doesn't like to be called mom? So I was just like, I thought that was kind of like inter, like interesting to like, yeah. to like like hear too because it's like you don't, it's like you don't like I said you don't catch things when you're younger. When you rewatch it, you start to catch a lot of things.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if there is intended subtext there because like, right, because Rugrats also has that really famous uh, moment of that episode where where Chucky, re- you know, Chuck finds out what happens to his mom, um, yeah, which is just devastating. Um, yeah, and beautiful. Yes, um, I don't know how they pull it off. It's freaking kid shows, man. I know um, yeah. they
2: pull at your heartstrings.
1: <laughs> I swear. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, like, I, I did. I definitely noticed that as well. Um, yeah. The the other the other thing, um, that I mentioned there was a moment in uh, Osmosis Jones that made me feel something. There's a moment here that almost made me cry, and. I don't like like I know why because it is emotionally impactful, but it's the moment where um, where Stu finally like meet, meets up with the boys again, and we see we see them talking earlier about like we only have one wish. I want to turn Dill back into a baby, right. as opposed to you know us getting home or us seeing our families again. And everybody's like, "No, absolutely not! How dare you!" And at the, but at the very end, he gets. He gets the the wish from the lizard, or the the lizard's there, so he wants to make his wish. Mm-hmm. And they're all just kind of in agreement. that like, "We just want a dog back." It's like, yeah, I freaking that, love yeah, dogs that, man. Yeah, like, that and, part gets you. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. I'm about to cry. Like, I know what's gonna happen. Like, I know Stu's under there. I yes. I, I remember. it's Like, Spike is okay. Um, like, because I've seen this movie before, but just like, it's it, it's played so well. Yeah. Um, the animation is great the, the the music is great in that moment yes and it's just it's a kid and, and it's it's the it's the character growth for that the kids have which is a yeah. weird thing to say um but then it's also just it's, it's kids that are just like you know because just i just want our dog back like yeah. this this has become so important like it's
2: because there was like a few times where I like I caught myself like when I was watching it, like I like found myself like I was like pouting, like oh, I was like this is like oh, I'm like this is so sad, but it's like also kind of bittersweet. Like I think it was like the scene where um where it was just it was just only Tommy and Dill, where they're like yep. in the tree, and he gets he starts singing to him to get him to calm down, and he like gives him like the half of the blanket, and then Dill was like. He like called him his brother and then he like gave him the other half of the blanket so he could be warm. I was just like like okay, well, like what's happening here?
1: But and the scene early on <laughs> in the movie where, where Tommy like grabs his dad's slipper and Yeah, like, that was another one. Yeah, that, was was that
2: was another one too. That was so sad. That was that another scene for me so as
0: sad. well. He was just like abandoned.
2: Yes, he felt alone yeah. at that moment.
1: I'll take care of myself. Yes. <laughs> Well, and I remembered that song, too. Like, I do all the words. Like, to, it's yeah. a short song. Yes. And, I, and I, it was one of those, like, as soon as the music started playing for them, like, I, I knew most of the songs, except for the one in the delivery room. I was like, I don't remember any of this. Like, when right. like, you walk in the delivery room, and I remember I'm like, there's a musical number about to happen. But, like, I remembered the like, a baby is, you know. and, the, and the, gift from right. a Bob. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I remember the the, the Tommy's one, you know, yes. The the one way or another playing, and,
2: uh, and then um, um, I do know the one where it's like the Reptar theme because the Reptar theme is Buster Rhymes because Buster Rhymes yes. is the voice of Reptar, <laughs> and I remember and it was yes. so crazy I can remember the words because I remember having that album <laughs> and playing that song a lot. Like I never understood why I liked that song so
0: much, but it was just weird.
2: How I can remember those words just by hearing just a little bit in the
1: background.
0: Yeah, I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was so funny when I read that it was Buster yes. Rhymes's reptar. Speaking <laughs> yeah. of that reptar stroller cart. That's it awesome. Has to be the like most indestructible thing. Yes. I love the idea that they were just gonna like have that uh, <laughs> UPS guy or whatever
1: just hoss it out by himself, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, that I mean that was legit. That was cool.
2: Exactly. It kept them that kids it, it like kept them safe all that time. They were like out there in the woods. Right? It, it was perfect.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm trying to think of other things. Like uh I, the animation's great. I thought the movie did a really interesting thing where they show you the T V show intro and then when the logo comes up it yes. like really expands the full scene. I thought that yeah. was really cool. I always love when really they do that. That was a really good like transition to be like, hey, we're on a different level now. Like this, I, th- yeah. I thought that was great. Um, you know, the, I mentioned a lot of the, like, there's a lot of little jokes that land well. Yes. Um, you know, the the Indiana Jones sequel. I will say
2: and, uh, I I will say this is that Angelica is still annoying to this day. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like it's like i thought i thought i would be like oh it's like this movie is like you know still it's like twenty 27 years old i'm like she can't be still annoying right and yep she's still annoying so, yeah, <laughs> she'll yeah, always say that the way yeah.
1: <laughs> yes she'll
0: always
2: okay. be annoying
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i did notice one little piece of background uh like uh animation during the baby shower if you look at the uh like the coffee dispensers, they're shaped like bottles, like baby bottles. And I thought that was the weirdest thing, but also so clever. I
1: not even noticed that. Oh, interesting.
0: It's like such a quick clip, but it's little drink dispensers, and they are shaped like baby bottles.
1: <laughs> huh. That's
2: interesting.
1: I like yeah, I, that. I, I, yeah, and uh, the the other thing I thought was really clever and interesting was the transition out of the the Indiana Jones sequence, where it's the Rolling Rock, and then it turns into Deep belly. Yeah, I thought that was clever.
2: That was um, I like that shot.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that you could pull in the background. I mean, we we oh, mentioned yeah. the mm-hmm. Shirley Lock and things like that. Um, like it just it just feels like one of those movies, you know. And Rugrats in Paris is probably the same, you know. Um, this, this kind of made me like want to get on a kick to watch more Rugrats stuff, yeah. Like, like, I, like I, I was like, you know, maybe I want to like watch some older episodes on uh, um, on Paramount Plus, or you know, like, I, I feel like All Growed Up was always underrated, and,
2: um, yeah, me either. I think at that time when that finally came on, I was at that point where I was just like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> And yeah. It was just like, I just never fell back Fair. into it because I was like at that age where it was just like, oh, I'm too old for that. Like, it's time to move on. But I remember seeing like a few episodes yeah, and it's like, yeah. I kind of like want to just be like, hey, let me just go ahead and like just check this out. Because it's like, I've never like seen like a full on episode before.
1: Well, and I'm I'm really interested. Like, I I was really interested in them from day one and I just haven't gotten around to seeing them. But right. the, the, both, both the Rugrats... Um reboot and the iCarly reboot on Paramount Plus. Like, I still haven't seen either of them.
2: Yeah, and I totally forgot like, that they rebooted the Rugrats until I went on to Paramount Plus and saw that they that they had it on there. So now it's like maybe I will check that out too. Yeah, like, so, yeah Maybe now's
1: a good time yeah. for me to check it out. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I I'm out of thoughts. Uh. Other than I I still liked it. If you if you have fond memories of it, I would say it's worth your time again. Yeah. If you if you have no exposure to the Rugrats. I don't know. I guess, I guess 50 50 on whether you'll enjoy it or not. <laughs> um, oh, well, I'd say it's worth a watch. Yeah. it's
0: a sure quick 70 minutes. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. really fast.
1: Yeah, quick movie. There's, there's, there's definitely some potty humor. Um, and from, from the consensus on like Letterboxd with some other things is that more people liked Rugrats in Paris. I think it more understood what it is. Um, but, but either way, like there's, there's good enjoyment in this movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's my opinion. Any any differing ones? I just think, no, good. Cool. Well, uh, we, not, we have no B plot this week, so we'll move on from that. Now we get the chance to move on to our spinoff. Hey, two movies. We all at least kind of enjoyed both movies. That's good. Nice. Yes. Um, that's good. Uh, all right. So. Um, Chantal, let's start with you yes. uh, for the spinoff. What is that one thing in any area of pop culture that you're really wanting to tell people to check out or to stay away from?
2: Okay, so it's it's been out for like a, I, ugh, Let me try this again. It's been out for it's been out for a minute right now. Um, it actually gotten renewed for uh, for a second season. It's the Hulu original series, the the Bear. Like mm-hmm. I need everyone to like stop what they're doing and go ahead and just watch the bear because it's, I want to say, I think it's only seven episodes, not seven episodes. I want to say it's eight episodes. It's eight episodes. They're like under 30 minutes. Um, it's very fast paced. It's intense. It's basically about a guy who, who came from the fine dining world and going back home to Chicago. And he's taking over his late brother's um, sandwich shop. And he's like, just trying to bring it up to par. And he's just like not having the best of luck with the ragtag team he has. And it's like mm-hmm. the greatest thing that's on TV. Well, not TV, I guess you could say that's on streaming right now. Like I said, eight episodes under 30 minutes. The last episode is about an hour. But you really can't even tell because it goes so quick and it's so entertaining that you just want more. So I say everybody should check out The Bear. And it's on Hulu. And all the episodes are streaming right now.
1: Nice. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about this one. It's one I want to get around to. I'll probably get around to it soon. Yes. Um, Please I've been, do. I've been, watching, I've been watching a good amount of TV recently um, just because I'm kind of hitting like... Tired of just playing video games all the time. Yeah. So I'm starting to like watch, you know, what my wife goes to bed. So I'm starting to get back into just watching TV, especially 30 minute shows. Yeah. Um, so um, I will go next because um, I look, I am normally not a rom com person, <laughs> um, but I watched a movie and it's no secret that I love this movie because it's on my favorites of all times list, like number 36. Um, like I'm normally not that kind of person, but I think when you do them really well, or when there's something really clever about them, yeah, I, I think that Crazy Stupid Love is a perfect film. That is a good movie. Like it's 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 so good to watch on the first time. Yes, because um, I so I remember this being in the phase where like I definitely wasn't interested in rom-coms. Uh, and then yeah. all of a sudden like it got really good critic reviews and I was like okay so I went and checked it out I was like I really enjoyed that but I've only grown to love it more over the years right i think there's there's so much going on character wise with our main characters with Ryan Gosling and um and Steve specifically Steve Carell stuff but even Ryan Gosling gets some really emotional moments in there um the chemistry between him and Emma Stone is fantastic yes. um the, the the Kevin Bacon side gag is great. There's a scene, um, there's a scene where everything just kind of comes together, and it's one of the best scenes in cinematic history. Uh, it, it's 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 just a joy to watch every time, even when you know it's coming. Yes. Um, and it has some of my favorite dialogue. Um, both throughout the whole movie, but specifically that scene, uh, you know where. Uh, where there's a moment where like everybody j- where like David Lindhagen shows up and says, oh David Lindhagen, oh, alright and he just pulls off his rings and goes to punch him uh, and there's the like Yo, you stay away from my daughter, you stay away from I don't even know you yeah. like, uh, it's, it, it's 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 such a good film if you're looking for a film to watch uh, with your significant other and you haven't seen it uh, do it, yes. uh, and if you're looking for a film to watch if, even if you don't have a significant other and you're in the mood for a a rom-com that is definitely funny. Um, you could call it Ryan Gosling Gifts the movie as well because the best gifts come from that movie. Right. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love, absolute one hundred percent recommend for me. It's one of my favorites. Um, and just the wife and I rewatched it this week, so that's that's why it's my spinoff because uh, it's relevant to me right now. Matt, what do you got?
0: All right, so I'm gonna go with a podcast um it's one i listened to for a while and i just think everybody needs to listen to it it is called myths and legends okay um it's jason and carissa weiser and it's every week they tell stories like folklore or just old well myths or legends uh they from like various cultures and stuff so they'll do like episodes online um they did a run of uh, King Arthur, and they'll do a lot of the background of like more obscure stories, to, like haven't heard, and just dive into those. Uh, or they'll take things like uh, some of the Disney movies and stories you think you know. Like they'll give the actual original, original story of it, and that tend to be a lot darker mm-hmm. than
2: what
0: well, you see. Like very dark. Right. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating, though. Um, they're only like our episodes. Um, yeah, it's called
1: Myths and Legends. Myths and Legends. There you go. All right. I'll have to check well, that out. That That's a wrap. So remember that you can follow uh, Chantal and Matt on uh, the tw- Twitter and Letterboxd. Uh, at least Chantal and Letterboxd as well. Uh, <laughs> remember, I have those in the episode description, uh, the, the Twitter handles. And you can also follow me on Twitter or Letterboxd at SchweitCastle. Uh, and then remember that uh, Studio DNA, or, uh, Sip Pop Writer's Room is part of the Studio DNA Network. And you can check out other great shows at studiodna.media or searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. And if you want to write for sippop.com, you want to join the crew, you can email um, writersroomatsippop.com. You can also do that if you want to send a question to explore during the D-plot or if you want to send some feedback. And if you're listening on Apple P- Podcasts, please leave a review. We'd really appreciate that um and uh next week on the show um it's it's the second week of the month which means we talked about comic book mo- po- comic book movies uh me and joe and then we'll have frank on as a special guest and of course we gave a list of of potential things that we haven't covered and frank said i want to talk about holly berry's Catwoman." so i'm finally gonna be um uh, uh, succ- succumbed to watching that film uh, I really hoped I would never have to, but I guess this is okay in this context. Um, so, so Joe Frank and I will be talking about Holly Berry's Catwoman uh, next week, and then next month um, is uh, I have Chris joining me to talk about nostalgia films. So we don't have it picked out yet. I'll let you know a couple of weeks in advance. Hopefully um, that we have time to catch up. So. Um, yeah, that's some stuff to look forward to. Uh, Matt Chantal, thank you guys for joining me. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for good having drive. me. For sure. And I think okay. it was a really good conversation all the way around. Yeah. You know, We're for, for talking about the nostalgia films. We're talking about lots of stuff coming out this week and for our most interested films for, <laughs> for the rest of the year. It, it was great. I yeah. like having you guys on. We'll do it again. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I hope we could do it again. Sorry about that uh, last little <laughs> runoff. You're I, all good. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Listeners will have no idea what I'm talking about. Good. Uh, good. Yeah. Uh, well, great. Uh, so we'll see you back next week to talk about Catwoman.